I wanted a career in which everything would matter. So I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers to learn more and apply. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small-town charm, in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. We don't fight for rings and stuff like that. I don't fear anyone. En este deporte no se viene a jugar y no le tengo miedo a nadie. You don't have to play in this sport. I don't fear no one in this sport. Good morning, TBV. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, joined alongside the biggest right hand in all of Border Wars, Mario Mongia. What it do, man? What it do? Uh, uh, what up, Mario? What is up this morning, Thursday? You know what that means. Flagship later today. Um, Herring and Frampton this weekend. Going to be a fun fight to watch. And uh, it's a fight that we've been, you know, trying to get for a while. I remember them talking about it this time last year about that fight. And obviously because of the situation with uh, COVID, it got, you know, delayed and all that but you know going down this weekend but uh a lot of fights uh hopefully getting set to be made official you know i think Which uh one? i mean we're gonna i think i think by next week we'll have a couple of uh names official of crawford and then uh uh who was your boy that you had put up on the pre-pro said yet yeah, oh uh be hop uh-huh, uh-huh. Saying he's got a big fight, too. So, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what he cooks up. Um, But I heard... So, so, so Lou DeBella's suing somebody, right? So, he's suing Foster. Exactly. So, was that the big fight? Because if you read the article, it's like, oh, Foster was trying to do a fight with somebody else and Lou got him the number three and da-da-da-da-da. So I'm like, wow, was that the fight? 
But uh, right now, you should be seeing you and everybody else following along should be seeing the new moves of Andy Ruiz. Now, he did put this out on his social media, but it was only like an eight-second clip. And, uh, yeah, my man really had like two, three minutes of this shit. And uh, you can see it now. We put it together for you as one long video, and we're going to go ahead and loop it uh, just to see his new movement. Um and I say moving like Canelo because he's doing everything that Canelo's doing. Obviously, this is Canelo's gym and, and this is Canelo's bag. And, and we've seen Canelo get up under this water bag and work on his head movement and his uppercuts and things like that. So I believe that Andy, um, obviously, we also seen Canelo giving him instruction on his social media. But I believe that Andy is moving like Canelo, being taught how to do certain things that he might have never done in the past. And I, I, I cannot wait. I cannot. I mean, he looks amazing. I mean, it's just night and day. He looks good. It's night and day. This movement is night. We've never seen him do this. And remember, this is supposed to be a fat guy. This guy's getting under the bag. He's, he's using his legs. He's on his toes. It's everything that we want from a person that is allegedly working on things in the gym. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you're watching the video. I don't know if I you am watching it. it. Yeah. What do you think? Because, I mean, you, you yourself are a little wide. I'm not saying you're heavy, but you you got broad shoulders and a big chest. I mean, do you find these moves easy to do when you're in the gym? Uh, You know, I find it having a wider base like he is uh, helpful to uh, for moving. I think that the one thing that I've started to learn about is balance and and where your feet are. And I can see like his positioning, just the athletic movement. You know, it's more than just you know dipping down. It's more than just bent. Uh, you know using his lower half to get low um it's a lot of stuff i am definitely excited to to see him um the one thing though i'll say is that like him fighting areola it's kind of like a it's kind of like a bittersweet Thing. It's like if he goes out there and fights this magnificent fight and shows, you know, how much better he is, well, that's great. But then at the same time, it won't be, you know, the firefight that, you know, I hope it it, it it becomes at some point. You know, that's what Ariola brings to the table is to see some kind of dog fight out of him. Um, and, you know, two fighters with Hispanic surnames, specifically, you know, Mexican, it's uh it could be a really fun night, but I don't know, man. I don't know if this version of Andy just, you know, outworks and out hustles him, like not even just starches him or clips him or anything like that, but just is just a better fighter all around and, and makes it a very one-sided fight. I think that they're working on, you know, doing the Canelo, uh, just like the title suggests. Staying in front of their target, giving lateral movement, working hooks to the body and uppercuts to the head. I think that's what they're working on. I think they picked Ariola because, like Yeardham, he can make them uh, look good, one. He's someone they can work on things with because, as you can see, he's working on the legs. We've seen that. He's physically working on the legs, uh, and they've become... Uh, you know, the talk of the boxing industry in terms of the transformation of Andy Ruiz or his quads. 
So he's going to be on his feet. I think he's going to make Ariola come to him as, you know, the, I guess, more... He's Ariola's more known for not being in shape, right? Like, it's always been his knock. Like, oh, oh I got eat, it, got it. Yes, I eat yes. pizzas, I eat tacos, I swear this time I'm going to do it. So they're going to make him come to Andy. And that's why he's working on these step backs. That's why he's working on these uppercuts and pivots. This head movement is all for that. Bring the man to you. Do your damage. Bop, bop, bop. Get out the way. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be a lot of body work. We're going to see, again, moving like Canelo. We're going to see Andy placing that left hook to the body a lot. A lot. Yeah. I, I feel it. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, you know, KD in the chat put it a certain way, and I'm going to kind of run with that. It's like this version of Andy looks really good. You know, his, his physically he looks the part. He's moving the part. Like this is all things that are trending positive, right? Mm -hmm. But no matter how you slice it, you know, with Ariola as the opponent, it's like they're going to be – certain things that you have to take into factor like one of those things is how does the pay-per-view measure up like is it a fight that ends up being worthy of a pay-per-view i don't know i don't know you know yeardom was one thing because canelo had given you so many great fights so to give him the pass with yeardom you know some people didn't some people could whatever but with Andy Ruiz, he's been out of the ring so long that you can't help but understand why he'd fight a guy like Ariola. At the same time, him looking so good, it's like, is this even the fight that we thought it was, you know, a year ago? Is this the same fight like an Andy Ruiz who's trying to get to his best version of himself and fighting a guy like Ariola? You know, if that's not, and he's already the best version of himself, and he starts this guy, it's like, you know, what are we doing this for at the end of the day? Other well, than to see how good he looks. Well, well, I think that if he starches him, it's no different than Canelo yeared him. It, 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 it gets to show Andy's levels, what he sure. worked on. Like, I think that this is the level opponent so they can practice on what they worked on. Yeah. Uh, Al Heyman understands the French, uh, you know, the Andy is a, is a franchise, and I think that's why they've given him a year to get back, you know, a year worth of training, uh, because they understand what they have on their hands. It's just about maneuvering Andy properly into the right situation, and him continuing to do what he does, continuing to, you know, do his part by. Looking as good. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90 minute drive from Denver and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. 
It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. But as he's looking, because he's looking impressive, you know, he really has me drawn in. The pivots, you know, getting under the aqua bag, I mean, everything, the legs... And it's not just the quads, man. The, the whole legs. Like, my man is working out here, man. He's working. And, and I really like the way he's slipping and rolling. You know, the, mm. the rolls are important, especially for a guy like Andy who's had success at the high level with the left hook. So, you know, rolling with that left hook brings even more torque. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And I know that Areola is the one-two kind of guy down the middle. Like, ah. You know, I'm coming straight at you, you know, which is going to allow all this head movement that we see here to come into play as Ariola comes straight, slip out the way, boom, left hook to the body, you know, double that, yeah. bring it back up to the top. I mean, this is what I'm expecting. Yes, there could be absolutely. a lot of pressure on Andy because obviously with the with the linking of such a big team, you know, we expect big things. Definitely. Yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, Dr. Mofongo reminded me of something, too. It's like, this is a guy who beat AJ, and the version that we're seeing right now looks better than the— I, and, and I mean physically speaking. Uh, obviously, you know, looking good on a bag and looking good in the ring are two different things, but him physically looking good, it's like, to get a better version of the guy that fought and beat AJ in the first fight— that's a really dangerous thing for the heavyweight division. That is a really dangerous thing for all the fighters who assume that they are the guy. You know, your Jared Andersons, your, uh, you know, your, 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 um, my bad. Uh, what's his name? The uh, kid with top rank now. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, this is one of those things where like you could put Andy in a fight and um, have him look the part and then it's like how many people even give him the shot after that but because he's hispanic it's like he'll always generate that that name value that people will want and and be willing to risk so we could see after areola you know um some really good and competitive fights i don't know if they throw him in there to the deep end right away but i say why not this is a guy again who beat joshua and is looking better than he ever has so uh i don't think that this is a process where you need an areola and then like another you know like a charles martin type or anything like that this is a this is a fight that we can see what we need to see and move on um because like i said i mean this was a year ago we thought this was going to be a battle of two big guys who say that they are going to come in shape and then often don't and it was like the winner was going to be the guy who didn't you know eat as much or, or exercise better but now this is starting to look like something much different than that you know this is like man i think super Mex might want to reconsider what he's been saying for the last year because um and he's looking special yeah man and, and 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 as far as like what's next and you know uh if he looks too good would they 
would they, uh, you know, uh, give them a, a shot? I think that the economics of it all will allow for that, right? If they offered Andy $5 million off a loss, what are they going to offer him off of a pay-per-view success? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean $5 million that was offered by Matchroom's Eddie Hearn and, and uh, you know, Dillian White. And that's a fight that I would love. And I know that Dillian would think about, you know, taking that fight in the interim while waiting. I mean, it's a really big fight. It's a perfect U.S. debut fight for Dillian. Definitely. You know, all the pressure would be on Andy. And for Dillian, you know, obviously he would have his own pressures coming from the U.K. He would have his uh, U.K. fans expecting him to make a splash. But in America, Dillian would be unknown to the casuals. So the pressure would be on Andy to perform. Um, it, it, it was a good fight when it was mentioned. It was, just wasn't the right time. And, you know, it's up to Eddie Reynoso to let us know if, if after uh, Areola, it's the right time. Uh, maybe they, you know, it all depends on the performance and how Andy looks, how he does whatever he does, you know. Um, so, we'll I mean, see. do you think that there's an, do you think that there's a chance that Reynoso, who, by the way, made it a one fight deal or a per fight uh type of situation with them I, right honestly a i guy, think that situation is over i think no no that, i think it's over too i'm just saying is the the point i was trying to make is he was kind of taking it slow yes. a little bit at first dipping his toe with Hesitant andy do you think that he stays on that route uh I, I, again, and maybe gives him another build-up type of fight i think that that whole you know cautiousness tentativeness that reynoso had i think that's out the window now i think he sees he's got a, a dude that's motivated and that was that whole you know media game was to put his foot down like i'm not gonna be chasing you i'm not i'm i'm just like robles i'm not gonna follow you and call you 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 have to come and work out and we'll have you on a one. That was just to get Andy to be like, yo, Dan, this dude's serious, so let me not fuck this up. But I think at this point, we see the change in Andy. I think that that whole, you know, um, probationary period is done, man. They see what they got, bro. The dude, I mean, have you watched the three episodes he dropped? And I mean, Andy Ruiz's YouTube channel? No, I have not oh, seen man, all three. That, that's no. the thing, bro. This dude is really, 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 really working. Like, he's yeah. really working. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they have to see that. They're in that gym. The, the, he works out with Canelo, strength and conditioning coach. The conversation has to at least come into play like, yo, I say Andy, chingong, you know what I'm saying? Like he's getting <laughs> down in this motherfucker. Like they got yeah. him lifting weights and they're not using anything big. I watched the last episode yesterday. He was using like some 10s or 15s dumbbells, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's just... Losing the weight. Look at the yo, bro. Well, how bro. strong he is, I think, too, look is the, is gonna be a question. Look at what the, you say? look at the thumbnail picture, man. My man looks like one of those, you know, uh Mexican Chicanos that be working out in the park and with all the tattoos. He's he's yoked up right now. Now, are you concerned and shout out to Twin Munoz who who put this in my head? Are you concerned at all with the loss of power that comes with the loss nah, of man. size? Mm -mm. No. You know why I'm Andy not? Look, you know why I'm not? Andy don't look like he lost weight to me. Like, he looked like he toned he up. He definitely looks like he lost fat. But that's the thing people often don't, like, understand fully is that, like, first of all, muscle weighs more than fat, right? So when you're building muscle, 
right? You'll look leaner and still not like you'll still weigh. I mean, you can still weigh pretty close to what you were weighing, despite the fact that you've lost a bunch of fat and gained a bunch of muscle because again, it's heavier. So there's a part of me that wouldn't be super surprised if Andy doesn't come in like much smaller in terms of weight. Like obviously he's going to be, you know, he's going to weigh less than what he weighed last time. I'm going to check real quick too, because I don't remember what he came in uh, for the Joshua fight. Do you remember at all? Uh, 286 286 that's right okay crazy uh, or so 280 yeah 286 well, sound crazy like that yeah so he definitely isn't coming into to, to, to that but i honestly like don't expect him to be like some you know really really small ways he's like a big guy like yeah like height wise he's like 6'2 i think um he never looked 6'2 because how big he was you know what i mean like he always looked shorter to me uh, and I'd seen him in person too fight. So it's like I could see him come in um, slightly smaller, but I don't think that he is going to lose that much power. Or at least I'm not worried about that as much because the other part of that is if he loses like a little bit of power, power but makes up for it in other ways and is able to catch fighters, you know, sleeping, you know, we always say it's the fight, it's the punch that you don't see. Um, and if he's able to generate more of that kind of output and, and he's able to capitalize like that, then I'm not saying who needs the power, but in a sense, who needs the rest of that power when you're catching guys off guard and you're able to move in a way that people don't expect from you. It, it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I'm just not getting caught up on him losing power because he decided to work out. Like yeah. That's the stupidest thing in the world that people come up with. Oh, he's been fat all his life, so now he's going to be weak. He won't know how to walk. Well, I wouldn't run, say it's like... stupid because that's what happens in other weight classes. But the heavyweight division is different. Is. You know what I mean? So it's like people that watch boxing for long enough understand that when you go down in weight into another weight class, there are, you know, speed factors, there are power factors, yeah, but, there's but, even but, stamina factors, right? But with uh, the heavyweight division, it's different. But Mario, like. The people that are saying this are acting as if Andy was in a healthy weight. Like, yeah, how, true. How how could getting out of obesity <laughs> be a bad thing? Like, you guys are not making no, any sense. No, it won't sense. be a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude literally said it. His quotes are, "I had titties and I could not do certain punches." But you guys are talking about punch resistance and weird shit. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like. That's what it is, though. The, the, that's always going to come out. Like, um, what is it called? It's like uh, the insecurities. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. I guess, you know, uh, people okay. are not sure what they will get, so, you sure. know, they're just creating shit in their head. But again, how could a dude that was not moving the way that he's moving be in any worse a position like he could yeah. not move this fluidly this is not what he used to do <laughs> like so 
There's no way. And, and first of all, how do we gauge this alleged power? He knocked one dude out, and then people called it a fluke. Like, I mean, it, did he knock out Parker? Should he knock out Ariola if he didn't knock out Parker only because he knocked out AJ? Like, what are we talking about? We setting these unrealistic standards. Before he fought AJ, was he fucking knocking out everybody? No. Exactly. So they're setting these standards because he beat AJ. So they want him to be great yet again. But but is that really unfair, though? I mean, he beat AJ, who we could say is either the second or third best heavyweight in the world. Um, now, even though the class is a lot deeper than it was in the Klitschko era, and even though these fighters are getting better and better and catching up with the top three, um, I, I don't know. I think that that win shows what kind of fighter Andy could be. So for a version of him that looks in better shape, looks like he's more serious, I just can't help but expect a knockout victory. Um, you think, is that wrong? I mean, should I not? No, listen, hey, that's all good. I'm just saying he wasn't a knockout artist before. I'm not expecting one after. And, okay, and again, that's fair. That's fair. And these people that are like, yo, you put on muscle, it might affect them. How? He was eating whole pies. I literally have it on camera. He ate a whole pie and was still considered fast. He ate a whole pie, had excess fat hanging from his arms and still was considered fast. So now you're telling me he tightens that up and he got slow? Like, stop it. Just stop. You guys are reaching so much. You're telling me that the man who ate a pie and could do a seven-punch combination is now going to stop eating pies, start doing daily workouts, and that's going to fuck up his his fighting style somehow like you guys are silly man boxing is a sport of repetition so you're telling me andy finally got discipline and is doing what he's supposed to do every single day and somehow it's gonna be bad like yo you guys are really silly man i wish i could take odds on some of the bullshit y'all bring up man but anyway man i don't know i don't know i just can't see i can't see a guy that uh you know shapes up all of a sudden having less punch resistance, you know, all of a sudden uh, gassing out. I'm, I'm just, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't. Uh, but to be fair, though, and, and I'm trolling you a little bit here just so, so but part of part of this is you got to You want him to succeed because you've called this from the beginning. I remember how much shit you got when you said, bro, he's going to Canelo's camp him and Canelo are going to work side by side. They're going to work hard. He's going to see Canelo and people laugh. Like, I, you know, I remember people laughing and, uh, honestly, it looks like that's exactly what happened. It looks like the, um, benefits of being in a camp and, and not just a camp, but, but the gym of the best fighter in the world, of one of the hardest working fighters, probably in the history of the sport, uh, it's done nothing but been a benefit, uh, benefit to Dude, him. Dude, it's it, it's it's like if you get an internship, and good morning, Francis. After us, you know, jump in. Uh, it's like if you get an internship. You're you're in Texas. All of a sudden, <laughs> y- your prayers are answered. All all the letters you wrote, Joe Rogan, he finally answers because he moved to Texas, and he says, "Come be my intern." 
You're not going to learn anything. You're not going to get better at your job being under Definitely. one of the best podcasters in the world. And everything that I said would happen is happening. Canelo is literally like, yo, no, Andy. This is what you do. Step back. Then throw the... Like, what fighter would... And, you know, and there's going to be a lot of haters. that go, oh, who gives a fuck? He's getting advice from Canelo. He got to do it in the ring. But it's like Floyd giving you advice. It's the new Floyd giving you advice. I know that hurts. Big up yourself, whether you're there, yard or you're there, abroad. Big up your damn self. Give yourself a hug. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Shout out to my lord. He saved me for another one because without him, none of this would be possible. Shout out to you, you, and you. Listen, man, we all said it. Well, I shouldn't say we all, but I know a few of us on the panel definitely said that um, it would be it would be asinine to think that Andy Ruiz joining Canelo's team, that there won't be any upgrade in his worth ethic and his skill set. And clearly, we're seeing a little glimpse of that before we get our pay-per-view um, card with him and Chris Ariola. We've seen that with um, Oscar Valdez, and we've seen that with Ryan Garcia. So it would be kind of crazy to think that Andy wouldn't take anything away from that. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What up? What you know, you is know what's the up? difference in that camp between the Canelo? I mean, between the, the, the Floyd camp, right? Because people mad that I said that's the yeah. new Floyd, right? But you're right. I shouldn't even say he's the new Floyd. He's just Canelo because Floyd couldn't take none of his fighters to the levels that Canelo's camp is going. Tell me when Floyd was champ simultaneously with TMT champs. I mm, wait. Okay. Maybe who? Maybe who? Ishay? You know what I'm saying? Did he have three champs at once? Did he have two champs at once and four or five potentials? I'm just saying. Everybody in that clique hot except Sanchez in my opinion. You know, Sanchez, let's see. Maybe he... Maybe he changes my mind, but, you know, after struggling, in my opinion, I know he knocked him out, but that dude was like a, a kickboxer or some shit. And yeah. He, and it wasn't, you know, like, you know. <laughs> you know, even the DeWelco fight, like, I, he ain't, you know, he ain't, in, you know, he ain't in, uh, he ain't, uh, you know, win me over yet. Yo, I'll tell you, though, that Dillian White-Ruiz fight, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun. That's the other thing, too. I saw Rue put this in Carlitos because they're absolutely right. You know, this is an IG video, and we've only seen social media type stuff. We have to see him in the ring. So I don't want to jump the gun. But that said, said that, the Carlito? fighter that I expect to see Stop taking is... your advice from these UK dudes, man. <laughs> like, we Rue's did... not from the UK. Bro, you said Carlito, right? I said Rue and Carlitos. All right. Well, fucking Rue's from the UK. He's Mexican. You Rue's from the UK, Carlitos. man. Rue is from the UK, bro. He's been a Lomachenko fan all his life, man. So listen. Bro, Lomachenko. Andy been fighting. Uh, 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 Mario, like, stop letting them brainwash you. Andy is the one with 120 amateur fights as a heavyweight. Yeah. No. no. He's not, he's I not, know. He's I not know. Carlos Negron, who started at like 135 and then became a heavyweight as he. No. He got a hundred plus amateurs at heavyweight. Like, what are these weirdos talking about? He know how to fight. His problem was discipline. His problem was not eating a whole fucking pie. And ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm 6'5", and I could sit down and eat four slices out of a normal, extra large, eight slice pie. I could do that. But I stop at four. You gonna go for eight, dog? You taking eight. (laughs) Like, come on, man. That's a, you, it's a, 
Listen, we ain't getting nothing but the best version of him. Don't let these dudes brainwash you. He was already mm -hmm. great enough to be an amateur with 100-plus wins. Like, don't let these yeah. dudes brainwash you. He been having them titties all his life beating these same fighters. But, now, but now okay, not and that's... Now he telling you, yo, I'm throwing punches I never threw before, Francis. He said, I could get under shit because my gut ain't there. Imagine a big-ass yep. fucking 20-pound ball. You can't get under the rope. You yeah. can't get under the hook. Now that ball yeah. is smaller. You like, whoa, rolling. You seen him in the video how he rolling? Don't forget mm -hmm. that. Don't forget that you said that. And shout out to my man. I can't remember his name right now from Atlanta. You said that he had a big target on his uh, Carlos Yanis. Shout out to him. So it's like the same thing, right? With that target, it's hard to move it. It's hard to move your body and yes. dip under. Like it's easy to get the body shots off. So the fact that Andy's has his legs spread and he can dip under lets you know that that tummy ain't in the way no more, man. And, and he, he getting, uh, yeah, he's fit. The fluidity, That's a good point. The fluidity good of point. the movement, gentlemen. But listen. It's no, the no, no, fluidity, listen. the way it's not because he's not just going through the he's he's looking so smooth in the rolls and in the slips. Okay, so I just want to make this very clear because while you're right, it's not about being brainwashed that Andy isn't that guy. It's about letting the new flavor of the month cloud my judgment already because i've already thought dillian white was one of the best fighters in the in the heavyweight division not named tyson fury uh aj or wilder now i'm not so sure that he isn't the best heavyweight not named tyson fury you know i don't know that for sure and and so for me it's not about not giving andy his just due or giving him his credit that he's already earned it's about not placing so much hype uh, in a situation where we have yet to see him perform and then that cloud my judgment on the fighters that have already shown what they can do. You know, because Dillian White showed what he can do against uh, a much better fighter than Ariola. let's be honest. So uh, it's not just about, you know, Yo, giving Mark, Andy the credit. It's about giving, you know, Mark, everyone else. Can I tell you? Hold on, hold on, Nessa. Can I tell you something? Yeah. You think about this, okay? I don't know about you, but being a, a former athlete, when your mind says, yo, run this five miles, and your body's like, man, you tripping. Andy's realizing his mind is saying, yo, you can dip and roll. And his body's saying, yeah, you can dip and roll now, bro. You took off the weight. Like, that's the difference for me. Like, he wanted to dip and roll three or four times, and his body wouldn't allow him to dip and roll three or four times. Now, his mind and his body are like insane. They can... They can move together. That's why you're seeing that fluid movement. You know what I'm saying? Of pairing the shots and, yep. and all. And this is just a little glimpse, man. You can't really. We, we're, we're dissecting the sample size because that's all we have. But the sample size looks pretty good to me. What Does it look good to you guys too? Yo, it looks great. It looks great. Absolutely. I mean, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm like more concerned now that Ariola is walking into a really bad spot. You know, uh, because a year ago when we were talking about this fight, right, last summer, this was like, oh, what a great fight. You know, two chubby Mexicans that have had a really tough time, you know, in the past. Like, this seems even to a degree. And I, I don't think anybody would confuse Andy Ruiz's ability with Ariola's ability. Even the most novice boxing fan could probably see the difference between the two. But regardless, 
there was like a narrative there for this fight. Then the fight gets put on pay-per-view, which, you know, we kind of already saw coming. And, and we have all this, you know, new footage and stuff out. And the narrative is, for me, slowly changed from, hey, let's see what happens. This is an interesting matchup that I, you know, suspect Andy Reese will win. To, okay, how good is Andy Reese going to look now? Is he going to look so good that the rest of the division is put on notice? Can he both come back with a softer touch and capture the imaginations of everybody because that's a really tough thing to do because when you beat a guy who is beatable most people say well the guy was beatable you know when you're Dillian White and you beat a Pavekin it's like holy shit we want to see Wilder Dillian White now we want to see you know I think Joshua uh, White is a better fight now than it was when uh, Joshua won the first time so it's like a lot of different things change you know so is Ariola that guy I don't know but can Ruiz put on that performance we'll see so, well, listen, so, if Ruiz is going to drop a six foot four, 245 plus pound man being overweight, I'd love to see what he looked like being in shape, moving like how he's moving um, against a, a, a significantly smaller man um, and one that's not going to be moving and posing that much of a, a, of a threat. Let me ask you guys and in the chat a uh, simple yes or no answer. Do you believe when Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz first met June 1st, 2019 and Andy weighed in that Friday before the fight at 268, do you think that Andy was in the best shape of his life for the Andy Ruiz fight, for the, for the AJ fight? Mm, that's a tough ask. Um, I don't think so i i don't think so in the chat yes or no was andy at his best physical condition for the aj first fight he was weighing in at 268 on friday what about you francis my apologies sorry i was saying Ignorant it again boxing says no but he also says c so which one is it he <laughs> says yes. He wants to, he KDR, wants to be right twice. KDR say, says no. He wasn't at his ideal. Yo, way. everybody, say no, the second no, half of no, please. No, no. He got on 268, and what happened? All right, all right. So everybody is saying no. He wasn't at his ideal weight the first fight when he went on the scale. Whoa, scales. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a that's two questions. That's two different questions. I, I, you I, asked. I didn't, I didn't mean wait. Thought, I didn't mean wait. I meant was he. Whatever I said the first time, was he in the okay, best shape said, of his life? Okay, you said, was he in whatever? the best shape of his career? Of his career. Against AJ. That against fight? That, for that fight. fight? Yes. You think yes. he was in the best shape of his career for that fight? Yes. The reason why I would say that, because it's, he came right off the back of another fight. Mm -hmm. So he put two camps together. All he needed to do was, you know, maybe take a week off in between the, that fight mm -hmm. and then get right back into camp and work. But, but... We know that discipline, obviously, is something that he struggles with. That's so right. that could have been part of, you know, That's yeah. That's right. Because here's, here's the thing. You can see the weight that he put on, right? So he fought sure. Dermian Trenko. He took the AJ fight on five weeks' notice. So he fought Dermian Trenko, took the AJ fight at five weeks' notice. He weighed in at 262 for Dermian Trenko. He weighed in at 268 for AJ. So the celebration after the Dermatrenko fight, the Snickers bars and the pizzas that he was accustomed to eating, he put that on. But he went to a five-week camp and he took some of that off. But again, did he come into 
the AJ fight at his best possible, you know, self, whatever I said the first time. Francis said uh, yes. A lot of people in the chat saying no, 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 which is great. Well, I say no too. Which is great because that means that you and I and them believe that even at 268, right, where uh -huh. he was in our mind overweight, he took AJ's punches. So the people earlier that were like, oh, wow, he lost 25 pounds, man. He might not have a, a punch resistance. Well, okay. Second <laughs> fight. Second fight, he weighed in 283. That's a 15-pound difference. So yeah. let's go from 283. Then we, got, then we got, look, we got depression because you beat me at 283. I weighed in Friday at 283. But what did I come into the ring at? When when I took my robe off and shocked the world, was I 283? Was I 283? Okay, but now you beat me and you took my titles and I failed and I let everyone down. How much depression did I go through? How much food did I eat then? We don't know. We don't know. But okay, let's start from 283 and subtract 25 pounds that they said he lost. So he's at 258. So all of a sudden, he got no punch resistance at 258 when he's fought at 258 versus Joseph Parker and didn't get knocked down or knocked out. He fought at 255 versus Parker. So let's stop with the lies about, oh, he lost weight. He, he ain't going to have no punch resistance. What are we talking about? The proof is in the pudding. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't mm -hmm. lie. He gains weight and could take a punch. He'll come in yep. lower nah. and could take a punch. Nah. He's shown nah. it here. Listen, I just want y'all to know, he could still go down to as low as, low as what? 246 looks like his lowest weight. 246, 246 yes. Yes, yeah. that was the lowest. So he could still oh. go down and still so be the he same fought Joseph Parker at 255. Yeah. but Right uh, after that, he went 260. Then he went back to 262. The fight after that, he went to 260. Two, sorry, yeah, it was 255, 260, then 252. But you got to explain that. He fought Joseph Parker, got shelved, and then had to buy himself out the contract. So, yeah, I'm telling you about yeah. depression. Cool. He, to he told you I couldn't even, before Al gave him the 800,000, he couldn't even pay his rent. This is what I don't get. Of course, so, he, yeah, yeah. Of course he was feeding himself. Of course he, he wasn't disciplined. But now he's rich, gentlemen. Cool. Now he's rich. It's different. I'm trying to teach y'all something, but it's all right. I remember that Ray Austin fight, or and, and here's the thing: I can't remember if it was that Ray Austin fight. I remember there was a fight where he looked really good, and he had looked. He was um, it for Ray Austin. Was he okay? So there you go. Uh, that's pretty low for for that time span. Um, so and so, I don't know. I I think it's different though. Like I don't know if we could say, oh, he could get all the way down to like 245 simply because like the muscle he's built and stuff. Like, I don't know how low he could get, you know, if he's going to continue to still got a stomach champ. He still yeah. like people act like, oh, he lost 20 pounds out of his stomach. He's going to lose his equilibrium. <laughs> Yo, he's used to walking around with that big stomach. So now he's not going to have balance. Like dudes are so crazy. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't. They're trying to I'm say right? that. They're trying to say like I'm, if he if he slims down, he's so accustomed yeah. to the stomach that he won't know how to move without the stomach. Without the stomach, like that's this uh, new narrative. Like, mm. bro, he could get down as hey, much Ness, as he wants, man. Nice check this. He fought Kevin Johnson at two fifty two, right? Mm -hmm. Went ten rounds with him. 
Then he fought Alexander at 262 and stopped him in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. So you saying when he's fatter, he got more power? He stopped AJ at 268. It would seem so. It would seem so. We've seen that most of his stoppage came when he was a little bit heavier. Huh? I could be wrong, but I that's mean, what I'm looking at box wrecking. I mean, may, maybe, maybe, maybe that can be proven true. I mean, as of right now, you know, um, I, I can't, I can't go off that. Like Demetrenko got stopped at 262 because that was the first fight Al gave him after buying him out his top rank contract. So he was happy to get back in the ring. He was ready to go. And then the Joshua knockout came. Why? Because it was a fucking dream fight that he got out of an inbox. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's the, it's the opportunity of the lifetime, and he fought his heart out. I, 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 so many circumstances in there that I can't just say it's the weight. Yeah, I I agree, and just so we're very clear, you know, Ness talks about um, potential depression and all that stuff. What happened in the second fight with Joshua was, you know, completely a different scenario. You know, yes, he had the money. Yes, he had, you know, but but that was the problem is he had too much uh, stuff at once. Like he didn't know how to handle it, uh, you know, and, and this is from him. You know, I'm not making this up like this is, uh, you know, based off of interviews and things that he said, uh, you know, he overindulged yep. and he undertrained. You no, know, but he Mario, was living high off that win. Look, there's a guy right here. He's like, oh, he was rich after the AJ first fight. Yeah, my yeah, friend. I was. But, yep. but 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 this is what we're trying to tell you, right? You can't pay your bills. Your mortgage is backed up. Or rather, he said rent, right? He said rent, right? It wasn't mortgage. He said rent. Al comes, gives you 800000 buys you out the top-ranked contract, throws you the Dermatrenko bone. You know what I'm saying? You just starting to eat. You, you, you just starting. You just paid your back rent. Like, how much you think he made for Dermatrenko? How much you think he had to pay back off the 800? We don't know. But Mario Francis, do you think Al just said, here, Andy, you can have $800,000, 200 short of a million. Here, you can just have it. I'm going to buy you out your contract, and it's on me. Or is it worked out in that contract somewhere that I get my motherfucking 800000 back? Obviously. So, so, so now, so now you get the AJ fight, and you won four, four to six mil. Four to nine mil, whatever people want to give them, however many mil, but that was the problem. Now you went from broke to super rich. So in between that rematch time, he was just living life. Interviews from all over, sponsorships, everybody want to talk to you now. It, 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 it was the Mike Tyson effect, man. Remember, Mike was partying when he lost to Buster Douglas, man. So it's like, that happens. You live and you learn. So he lived and he learned. He had to deal with that letdown from all his people. Yeah. But I think we got our first guest on. Is this Mr. Nicholson? Yes, sir. How are you, my friend? Thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking oh, the time, man. Nah, thanks for having me, man. All right, so uh, this is Demond Nicholson. For anybody that doesn't know, he's the dude that said he's stopping the hype. You ain't getting knocked <laughs> out in the first round, Demond. Let me hear you yes. say, I'm not getting stopped by this guy. Uh, I'm not getting stopped by this guy at all, man. Um, so I may stop him myself. <laughs> and that's just what it is, you know. Uh, 
it's not me. I am. I, I probably most likely am, you know, but um, I'm definitely not getting stopped by this guy, man. Um, by this kid, you know, man, I've been in, I've been in, I've been in the gym since I was six years old, six years old. What he's so what I'm, um, what three, what three or four years older than him. No, I'm four years older than him. Well, he was two years old. He was just barely learning how to walk. Didn't even know how to talk. You know, um, Man, I mean, age ain't nothing it, but a number, though, Chan. So is it possible hey. I can get you to just uh, turn that camera sideways for us so we can get the full view, you know what I'm saying, show them what's going on? If you can unlock that screen, either slide up or down, depending on the phone. There we go. Yeah, Perfect. Okay, go ahead. Go. go ahead, Ness. Um, age, age uh, is pull it back a little bit because it's cutting off your face a little bit. Yeah, just so we can or sit back a little bit. Yeah, one or two. Go ahead, Ness. There yeah, go. there you go. You're right. Age, age isn't nothing but a number, man, but... In the sport and boxing, man, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a old man for real, <laughs> you know. But um, you know, in this last past three years, man, I didn't, I've been learning, learning so much, man. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my trainer always told me, man, you, you, you fight too much like a pro. You know, he was like, man, you gotta, you gotta chill out. You're an amateur, man. You gotta fight too much like a pro, and um. And, you know, um, God rest his soul, he died in 2016, but he was in a nursing home for about four to five years. So I, I wasn't really working with my trainer for a while, the trainer I started with. So, um, you know, I went to another gym, was was working, learned how to fight in the, in the inside real great. But I wasn't I wasn't doing the things that I, I was brought up doing. And, you know, when I went to where I'm at now, Upton. It's like they just resurrected my skills, just brought back everything that I was learning when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So, man, like I said, you know, you're right. Age isn't nothing but a number, man. But in the When sport exactly of boxing, did man, you hook up with Calvin Ford and Uptown Jim? Uh, Wait, uh, real quick, before you answer that, real quick, let's just give a proper introduction. Dem Demond Nicholson, who is 23-3-1, yes. is mm. going to be fighting Edgar Belonga, 16-0, uh, April 24th, and that's going to be on the ESPN show. Uh, and uh, just so people understand, because everybody mm -hmm. talks about Edgar Belonga's power, uh, Demond has 20 knockouts and 23 wins. So, mm -hmm. you know, the powers um, and everybody for him too. I've but go ahead. You can... When oh, I'm sorry. draw, I've heard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. So, Calvin Ford. When did you when get? You, when did yeah. You when did you get with Calvin with Ford? Um. I hooked up. I started training with Coach Calvin and Coach Kenny. Um. In 2018, right after um my loss to Jesse Hot. Okay. Um, that's what I was getting dad. at. I wanted to yeah. make sure mm -hmm. that when you were stopped, you wasn't with this new team because you said you ain't getting stopped. But if Jesse, I mean, you know, boxing fans do math like that. If mm -hmm. Jesse could stop him, Berlanga could stop him. That's how they look right, at it. Right, 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 right. And um, you know, in that Jesse Hart fight, a lot of people, a lot of people look at that fight and be like, oh wow, I mean, you got stopped by Jesse. You know, I mean, if you really, if you really watch the fight, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not a person to make excuses, but if you really watch the fight, it was a lot going on in that fight. Uh mentally I was fighting Jesse and I was fighting the ref, I was fighting myself. I was fighting my problems. I was it was just a lot going on in my life during that time, you know. And uh, you know, my dad, he had mentioned me, he was like, Man, look, if if we're gonna continue boxing, man, he was like, Man, you gotta you gotta get some some you have to give us some real trainers. 
So I was doing my research on just different gyms and stuff. And the crazy thing about it, man, um, I actually had reached out to Andre Rozier. Oh, wow. Um, after my Jesse Hot fight, <laughs> I had reached out to Andre Rozier, man. And, you know, he never got back, back with me. So, you know, everything happens for a reason, man. You know, like, I'm, 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 I'm a firm believer that, you know, God puts us in situations for reasons. Like, I was, I hit him a few times, man. Like, I remember um, I was at, uh, I think, the Danny Garcia, Lamont Peterson fight, and I seen Andre Rozier, and I wanted to get some Havoc shorts. You know, he made the Havoc yeah, shorts. Yeah. So he yeah. gave me his card. So I had his number. I texted him. Bruh, let know, me just um, tell you right now. Don't take it personal. That dude is the worst. Oh no, 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 no. He don't get back to not, he man. don't of get course. back to people. I would never man. I would never take it personal. You know, he's I a just very want busy you to man. Know. He, I try to works. I try to do a 40 short order with him. Right. 40 shorts. And he right. you know, and we had calls and everything. And he just right. too busy, man. He too man, busy. I will I would never take anything like that personal because like I said, I've been in the boxing game my entire life. So I know I understand things like that. You know, like I've I trained with the um I trained with the headbangers, man. You know, at one at one point, headbangers was one of the biggest gyms in the world. You mm -hmm. know, we had we had I think I don't I can't even we had both 15, 10 to fifteen world champions and contenders in the gym yeah. training at one time. You know, so I understand things like that. But I'm just saying, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, um but you know, at that time, my mom at that time, you know, my dad was like, Man, look. If you're going to continue, he said, man, I want you to retire. Mm. I was like, man, just give me one more fight. I said, give me one more fight. He was like, man, look, if you're going to continue, man, we got to get some real trainers. You know, because, man, like I said, we've been through a lot in boxing, man, especially me and my dad together. You know, we've been through a lot, the ups and downs, the ins and outs of the, of the game, you know. So my dad, he didn't want to, he didn't want me to continue without having people who really love the game, who really love the sport of boxing. And um, you know, he didn't want to continue that without that way. So I was like, man, um, let's just go get some sparring one day. So we went to Upton. And um, I've been knowing Coach Calvin since I was I've been knowing Coach Calvin and Kenny since I well, Coach Kenny since I started Boston, but I really met Coach Calvin. We went to the um the junior golden gloves in two thousand and one. I wasn't fighting, I was just there with a teammate and um, you know, Coach Calvin, um his his money didn't go through yet, so my he needed a, he needed um a room for his kids to stay in. So my dad was like, "Look, man, you can come stay with us, man." And me, me, us, and Coach Calvin, man, we've been like that ever since then. And you know, so uh, when I went there, was training and sparring. I was like, uh, I told my dad, I said, "Man, what you think about training?" And he was like, "Man, I was I was about to ask you the same thing." And um, we went to Coach Calvin. We sat down and talked. And the first thing my coach Kyle was like, look, man, you know, we're going we gonna to train you. He was like, man, but your dad, he's the head man. And, you know, when he told me that, I was like, you know what? This is what we need to be. Because nobody, every gym that I ever went, never was like, you know, your dad going to be the head man because he's been there from day one and stuff like that. They're just always like, oh, yeah, let's train. Or they either move, put my dad aside, try to get him out the picture or something, you know. But um, when he said that, I said, man, this is exactly where I need to be. And the sky's been the limit ever since.
Uh, what was your? How you doing? This is Francis from Canada. What's up, Francis? How you doing, brother? What's happening, brother? I just wanted to know, um, what was your reaction to your dad when you asked him for that one, that one fight? Like when you were saying, "Dad, just give me one more fight." And then when you guys decided to 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 make the switch, and they wanted him to be a part, was he back in? Because at one point he wanted you to retire. So, at what point? When did his mindset change? Um, honestly, I. After after um, I beat a guy named Isaac Rodriguez, you know, he was with him. Of course, when we was training, he was loving the way I was training. He seen me getting better and everything. But it was for sure after he seen me beat Isaac Rodriguez and the way I beat him, you know, he could tell that I was back to my, my old self. I was um, I was comfortable with Coach Calvin and Coach Kenny and 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 everything just was just was just back to normal, you know, like far as my focus. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't desperate for anything. I wasn't out here just, just, just living, just living. You know, I was, um, you know, focused, you know, 100% focused because I was back to, back to learning. You know, it was, it's, it was a long, it was a long period of time where when I was in the gym and I wasn't really learning anything. I was just in the gym, just working, just sparring, just, just going through the motions, you know? But when, like I said, when I went to Upton, man, it was like it sparked my brain because I was back learning boxing again. You know, I thought I was at a point where I wasn't done learning, but it wasn't too much I haven't I hadn't seen yet or before. But I, like I said, when I went to Upton, man, it was like, man, it just just brought things back, man. I was learning again. It was things I was doing that I wasn't used to doing. And when I fought, man, when I fought Isaac Rodriguez. That was literally right after the Jesse Hot fight, man. It was just like everything was just, just came to came to came to play, man. It was like a, it was to me, it was like a miracle, man. You know, my dad, he was like, man, we we got it, we got it. It's time. Now, you know? it hasn't all been like a smooth or, 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 or rosy road after getting with Coach Calvin, because like mm -hmm. obviously that's what you want us to believe. That's what the fight fans want to believe that that are rooting mm -hmm. for you to beat Berlanga, right? Because this guy is a puncher. So, you know, fight fans, we use BoxRec. We go to the boxer and like, damn, Steve mm -hmm. Rose put you down. But you're saying, forget that. I wasn't that. with, I wasn't, I know, I wasn't that's with what, Coach Calvin when I, oh, that, okay. That's okay. what I'm saying. You telling oh, us, okay. forget the Steve Rose who was knocked out oh, yeah. by Gennady Golovkin. Come on, who man, that's my Canada. Canadian brethren, man. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Rose, man. <laughs> Start playing with him, man. man. He's a good dude. That's Real the second time you said that, Ness. Yeah. I couldn't let what? you do it again, man. Good I'm, I'm telling the world he's from Canada. I'm, you got to, you know, I'm telling the world Steve Rose from Canada. He got put out by Gennady. You telling uh -huh. us, yo, forget that. I wasn't with Coach Calvin and them. That's that's old news. And, so, and, and even 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 if I wasn't with Coach Calvin or 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 or, or um or I wasn't where I'm at now, you know, um. If I was with Headbangers, I would have, I would have stopped, I would have stopped Jesse Hart, and I would have stopped Steve Rose. You know, uh, when I was when I fought these guys, you know, I wasn't getting the type of training that I really that I that I that I that I was used to getting. You know, even though I was, even I could have been, I was overtraining, but I wasn't getting the type of training that I was getting at Headbangers or or even at at Upton. You know, so I mean. Regardless, you know, I mean, at them, at them, at them time, those times when I fought these guys, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the the, the Nicholson that people were used to seeing. I, I, 
man, I wish I could fight either one of them guys today or tomorrow or take this back five years ago before I fought them. I would have stopped them both. You hey, know, the um, if you look at my track record, man, um, my first, what, 17 fights, I was 16 and one with 16 knockouts. You know, um, so that means it did. And I didn't lose again until after I left Headbangers. You know, it's on me. Hold up. So Hold again, up. I'm just, I'm just trying to, because uh, you don't want to be stopped. The whole thing, and, and and the thing I'm, is, this guy, that's his mo. Like that's how they're building him. The dude, but you, they got but sixteen you, fights. You want those, with that's the whole mo for top rank and ESPN. They want this streak yeah. to continue. And, yeah, they want that streak to continue. But you know what? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to please the crowd or. Get them to think that he's not going to stop me anyway because you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. Mm. And you have you seen mm. the odds? I'm trying to look I for have him. Not. I couldn't what find it. I couldn't find it. I've been trying to look for it. Let me, let me look right to now. One. Let me look right 30 now. to 1. 30 to 1. So if I bet 100 dollars on myself, that's 3,000. Yeah. I'm not no, worried no. about what the people think. I want them to think that, please. <laughs> but so what? <laughs> 30 to 1 to win or 30 to 1 to get out the first round? 30 to 1 for him to win. Okay. I don't stop, stop, buddy. Right, me. All right, I go go sit down. I'm doing talking, so, but so, I'm so. not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Trust me. I'm not worried about what what the people think. I'm going to. I'm going to get out the first round. I, he may not get out the first round, honestly. But Demond, this this the, this the last tough one. I promise you, this the last uh -huh. tough one. Nice, right? it's, so, it's, so, it's your job. So Berlanga is like he hot. People think he got the goods. He knocking everybody yeah. out, and and yeah. and you was with Upton and and Calvin Ford when you got put down by by Mike God, Mike God, like older than me. And no disrespect, I know he tough. He yeah, just you good. he just you beat good. he just beat my man uh, Dennis Douglas, who's my New Jersey native, Mama's boy. But like you beat Dennis Douglas, he's beating Eric Moon. You as guys, well. you yeah. guys are supposed to beat Mike God if you want us to believe you gonna beat Berlanga. You feel me? But I beat I beat my guy. I but you did my beat guy. my guy. But you got but you he put you down. If he could put you down, can't it's boxing. But that's why caught. the odds I is thirty caught. to I one. Caught. I got caught. But that's yeah. the and flash what, oh, oh. So what happens? Did you see Berlanga last amateur fight? But what happens when you get caught with Berlanga? Did you see Berlanga last amateur fight? Nah. What you mean his nah. last? Are you talking about the sparring that we saw? No, no, no. His last amateur fight before he turned pro in 2016. Nah. I don't with, think with I have the puffy the puffy gloves. The puffy oh, gloves. Oh, so you're doing your homework. You went back and found the, some tape. The puffy gloves. His last amateur fight, he got dropped. He basically got almost got knocked out. His last amateur fight. So I mean, no I'm listen. Head gear, no head I did my research. So okay. Was it, so was it headgear? Was it headgear or no headgear? It was no headgear. Oh wow, okay. No headgear. I'm sorry. I, Somebody was called. Hold on, I gotta put my phone on. Do not disturb. Oh, I did. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Okay, you're good. So, 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 go, go over there. I'm talking. So it, it, it was no hit gear. So, okay. So pay attention to this. His last amateur fight, he gets dropped. The dude, he was just a strong, awkward dude. You could tell. Um, Belenga was kind of beating him and stuff. They was going back and forth. But okay, since then he's been pro. Since his last time to fight, he's turned pro. So we all know when you turn pro, you fighting. You you got to build yourself up. You got to build yourself up. You're not gonna go in the fight and fight. He's not gonna fight me. His first ten amateur, 
first 10, I mean, um, professional fights. Okay, so since his first amateur fight, can you name one fighter that that can get in the ring and beat beat my guy? Can you name one of them? I think Lanell Bellows might could. You don't get think so? Get the hell out of here. Bro, he Linnell a boxer. Bellows? He a boxer. He a boxer. What? He's a what? Hey. He's a puncher, Ness. I, I think Bellows could box, man. I think, man, listen. I think he could Bellows, box. Bellows can't box to save his goddamn life. <laughs> Bellows is a C minus fighter. What about? I would not Lanell Bellows out in the first round. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. My guy would knock Lanell Bellows out in the first round. I guarantee you. My man, uh, my man, uh, Travis Reeves beating the, um, um, Lanell Bellows. Hey, Ness, this is the type of energy I'm talking about along to go it. with the topic. Hold on, hold on, to go with the topic. Andy Ruiz switched camps, and now he's training looking like he can win a world champion. Same thing you're talking about. When you was headbangers at Uptown, like, it's a different type of work you're getting. You're training with different people. It's a different... Listen, level, man, and, huh? and, but yeah, listen, but listen. Name me, name me one fighter that that can beat my guy that that um that 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 um that Berlanga beat Berlanga has fought please I just please Demond uh, my guy has upset some good fighters Demond and when Nicholson. he caught me he caught me he caught me with a good punch I got back up it was the impact that really hurt me you know and I got back up then the, he dropped me in the sixth round the seventh round you know I I took off but the next three rounds I won non doubt and the only reason why he dropped me because 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 I crossed my feet up. But before then, I was going to stop him, But man. can you get up from a Belonga punch? People not getting up. Did you think he was going to do that to Bellows? people are scared. Bellows scared. Hell yeah. What? He was scared before he got in the ring. Oh, man. Oh, man. He was. I can't wait for this fight, man. Listen, Listen. Let, me tell you, let me tell you how I know he was scared before he who, got in the ring. Who you spawned for this? No, 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 no. When he was getting ready for the fight, I was in Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas and camp with Javante Davis. Um, I was sparring. The first person I sparred was um Andrew Tabidi. Okay, I sparred Andrew Tabidi, and then I, I sparred um I forgot my man. His last name is Ahmed. Oh, um, Ahmed Abiyali? Yes, I was sparring them. I was sparring them guys when I first got there. This, this is a, yeah, that's this a cruiserweight. A, that's a cruiserweight. This is a, a yep. cruiserweight. These are two cruiserweights. Yeah. Okay, so boom. I'm sparring these guys. They said, man, you need to spar. Man, shoot, man. You man, you need to spar uh Bellows, man. I said, all right. I came all the way to Vegas. Tell them to come to Floyd Gym and we can spar. You know, it was like, man, he's about to fight the back of Belanga, man. You you the closest thing to him right now, man. You hit just as hard as he do. Oh, shit. I said, I, I mean, I said, I may hit harder than him, you know. So, ah. um, you know, I'm I pretty much, I know how to throw my punches better. And see, people don't realize it's not about how hard you can hit in boxing, man. Accuracy. It's about how correctly and perfectly you throw your punches and how you can avoid punches. Boxing is the science. It's not, oh, I hit the hardest. I'm going to win. No. If that's the case, why Canelo didn't beat Floyd? All right, so let me no. ask you this question. You said who on Belanga's resume could beat Mike Guy? So, so who on your resume could beat Berlanga? <laughs> wow, man, is that a serious question? I mean, I mean, it's the same question. All it, right, I'm gonna ask you this though. It could be who somebody beat that Berlanga? beat you, maybe. You think? 
I don't even, man. Listen, listen. Yo, listen, you fought Emmanuel. Listen, you got Jesse too. Hot. Jesse Hot. Jesse Hot is the only name I need to name, man. Jesse Hot. I've been in there with punches. Isaac Rodriguez. Look up his resume. He's, he was 20, 25 and two with twenty he beat, uh, I, uh, Isaac, with, Isaac beat Brian Vera. And man, who's the oh one? Of the, who's a, he, I didn't even who's know got one that. of the you best shins. Yo, you fought Emmanuel Lean He has one of the best shins. One of the best shins ever. You fought Emmanuel Leem as well, but but um, you know you got the draw though. Steve Rose. <laughs> His only loss is Golovkin. Yeah, exactly. On, you know, I don't even true. like saying names like that. Come on. So so Steve Rose will beat Berlanga. I don't know. He can. You better beat Berlanga with it's this possible. energy. I want this, I want to see this win, man. Berlanga doesn't have a chin, man. Ooh. You basing that off the Lubin sparring? Mm -hmm. Luba didn't drop Belanga. You ain't see the spar? I seen it, but I didn't see him drop him. No, he, he dropped him? No, he ain't drop him, but that, man, you know. Few he, more I think he might have stiffened his leg a little bit. <laughs> few more punches, it could have been that, right? And, okay, so, so I mean, I don't like basing things off sparring, but, um. But Lubin said that was old. Like, we, we, we had Lubin on the show. He yeah, said that was old. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he was still an but, amateur back then. I don't. I, I have no idea. So who you like spar for this camp? Spar, who who but, you brought in to get you ready for Berlanga? Um, I actually, man, we've been we've been we've been we've been um going uh we've been going to different gyms, man. You know, because of COVID, so we really we really didn't bring anybody in. But I've been going back and forth to Philly. Um, I've been going back and forth to Philly. We've been going uh different different places, man. Um. I spied this one kid the other day, man. Shout out to him. His name is JYB on Instagram. The Junkyard Dog. I forgot. I could. I forgot his name. They call him Jay. But um, but like in the beginning, man. You know, I spied Jerron Ennis, man. That shout out to that kid. So you said that JYB kid, the the Junkyard Dog? The Junkyard Dog. That's that's all I know is Instagram. But listen, I spot. Let me tell you. I gotta tell y'all this story. I spied Jerron Ennis, right? Oh wow. Jerron in his boots. He fights 147 pounds. Uh -huh. That young kid, it's harder than anybody I've ever been in the ring with. Nah, man. Don't say that on this show. We got some <laughs> hardcore Ennis listen, fans out here. Listen to me. I'm going to keep it a straight 100. Jerron Ennis, I've been in there with heavyweights, man. I've been in there with heavyweights. Jerron Ennis hits harder than anybody I've ever been in the ring with. And I'm I'm gonna just leave so it at that. So you saying he's stopping Libanets? Um Yeah. You said yeah. that confidently too. He said Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I give Libanets, man. Four or five six, rounds. Six 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 rounds just because of his just because of his heart, man. How but, many rounds you did with Ennis? Um. Um. I think we, oh, we did. Um, we did four four minute rounds, and oh, then wow. I um, four and minutes. then I did rounds with uh, um, Yema. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing. Is, uh, is it is it Junkyard Dog Mutai? Nah, it's just junk. His name is JYB. Hold on. Can I can I get up? Can y'all y'all can't see me no more, right? It's all good. Do what you gotta do. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Give me one second. I'm about to tell you. Give me one second. Hold on. Good brother, man. Good, good brother. 
He said bullshit Amateur pro? Man. Amateur pro? Yeah. So, Say it so again? Is he an amateur or a pro? Oh, he's an amateur. I was just telling you that's who I spied the other day. But I've been spying a license. Um, like I said, I spied Jerron Ennis. Um, Yemma. His name is Yemma. Um, that's Hasim Rockman, little little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a cruiserweight. Uh, a spotted kid. Y'all have y'all have you ever heard of Demetrius Ballard? Yeah. Yeah, I spotted Demetrius Ballard. Um, JYD underscore right? world. That's what it is. JYD underscore world. Say it again. He used to be with Golden Boy, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. He used to be with Golden Boy. Um, Demetrius Ballard. I spotted a kid named Devar Fahadi. He's, Good um, work, man. Yeah, Devar Fahadi. He's um he fights one six. Yeah, he fights in my weight class, not weight class, but he's um he's from he lives here in um Maryland. A young kid named Dante White. He's a cruiserweight. I've been spawning a lot of big guys, man. A lot of big guys. A lot of heavyweights, um, cruiserweights, and um just started sparring some middleweights, super middleweights and light heavyweights, man. So uh this camp has been good, man. So you so expect now, 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 why'd you accept this fight as an eight-rounder? I didn't know it was an eight-rounder, man. When they called me back, they called us back in December, man. They called us back in December, you know, told us what they was offering. I'm like, man, I'm not taking that for no 10-round, 10 10-round 10 fight. You know, my man, like, so uh, my dad was like, man, nah, we're not going to take it. So they called us recently. We was like, man, look, we, we, we want to, can we push for this? They was like, all right, well, we we'll, we'll go for it, you know. And when they when they when they when they called us and sent us the contract, they said, yeah, it's for eight rounds. I said, what? I said, for real? Yeah, that's that's at a disadvantage. You get one knockdowns, going, you know, it's over. You got you yeah. got to get out that hole. He got it. Can't hate what you can't see, man. I hear. Yeah. He's been hitting everything he's seen, so yeah. we hope that you wanted them that he can't see. I got a few Man. questions from the people for you. James Valdez, San Antonio, Texas says, would you be mm-hmm. willing to change your nickname after you defeat Berlanga, and what would that name be? You got this. Let's go, champ. Definitely. Would I be willing to change my nickname? What's your nah, nickname? I probably, I, probably won't even, I probably won't even use my nickname no more after I beat him. Just Demond Nicholson. Mm. But what is the nickname for those that don't know? The like, best at it. Oh, the best at it. Yeah. I mean, now you might as well stick with that. You beat this. You, know <laughs> you, beat, this, you beat this red hot prospect. You can you can milk a trilogy out this month if you beat yeah. him. Yeah. They gonna. They, I mean, if you beat him, I'm sure they're gonna be offering you a rematch. Uh, Rue and I'm gonna beat that's my dad. Yeah, that's my dad. Right, listen. That's my dad. Pop talking, yeah. Hey, this, kid, this kid ain't never been in this kind of water here. This kid's water here. Okay? Nah, man. We can't, can't do all of that. Yeah, well, I'm just telling him. I like, know, but... We but, understand. It's a dust, man. It is what it is. <laughs> no, listen. Don't apologize, when We love the energy. No, I'm not I can't wait. I can't wait. No, I don't want you to apologize, so don't you worry about it. We we gonna be tuned in, and this the energy we need. Because listen, if somebody got stand up to the bully, that's what happened. It, it, yeah. it took somebody to stand up to Tyson before he got that first loss. So we'll see, that's man. That's right. Uh, yeah. We got another one from New Orleans. Ruin a five hundred four says, "Do you think Berlanga is being rushed in his yeah, career?" Yeah. Yes. Yes. I do think oh is I do think he's being rushed, man. Um number one, you know, like I said, he hasn't 
all the fighters he's been in there with, you know, like when you're moving a, a young fighter, especially a superstar, you know, you have to move them. You have to move them properly. Yeah, he has all first round knockouts, but put him in there with my guy. You know, somebody like Mike Guy. That's that's perfect for him right now. You know, when you when you get somebody in there with, with somebody with a puncher like me, you know, you're taking a big chance. You know, I, like I said, I'm 23 and three, 20 knockouts. Like, let him get through Mike Guy, Dennis Douglas, fighters like that, and then then step up to me. I'm 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 gonna it's like it's levels. I'm the step. I'm the level, and I understand. And I understand that it's levels to boxing right now. I'm the step over Dennis Douglas and Mike Guy in there, you know? Let him get through them two, and then, boom, then me. You so know? You and then offended. Rosado, and then Danny Jacobs. Fights like that, you know? So you feel offended? No, I don't feel offended at all. Nah, I don't. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. Like it's fine. You, look at, you see the angle he's playing last? <laughs> it's, 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 you see this hat I got on, man? Hunting season. <laughs> it's hunting season, man. <laughs> it's Yo, time to hunt. Let me ask you, you know, when, so, when are you guys coming to Florida to get used to the humidity and all that out here, man? Man, um, I'm coming out. I'm not coming to Florida to the week of the fight. What? Um, right now. Yeah, um, it's it's the humidity. That's nothing. That's nothing but extra air, man. That's that's more more oxygen, you know? So um, I'm about to, uh, we, we're uh, actually about to head out, about to pack our bags and head to Vegas for, uh, for what, two Two with two what? weeks. Vegas ain't yeah. this fight. Is this the seventeenth or the tenth? What day? It's twenty fourth. Oh, twenty four. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cause oh, you yeah. know that's a different time zone, man. You are gonna be shaking your body. You going from the east that's to perfect. the west, we back fight to late. the east. We gonna fight late, man. We gonna be good. It's method to the math, man. It's a method to Stay the math. Stay out them baby. saunas, man. Stay out them saunas. Oh no, nah, no, 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 man. Hey, you know how much I weigh right now? What? I weigh one seventy two. So now you're gonna be too light for the fight. We need you to balloon no, back I'm up. I'm about to eat. I'm about to eat right now and then go train. <laughs> I'm good, man. All right, we got a few more. Oh, we wait. got a uh, big casual that says, "What's up, champ?" Since Berlin, well, actually, it was a two part of that. Other one said, uh, "Do you think they're overlooking you? Do you think they're overlooking yes. you?" Yes, 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 they are. For them, for them to even pick me to fight, they're overlooking me. Mm. We got a uh, big casual that says. What's up, champ? Since Berlanga never been out the first round, is there anything you see on film that you probably could take advantage of on such a young up-and-coming prospect? Show no fear. Show no fear. So, Everything behind the jet. So let me ask you something. Do you think... On, do you think... Show no uh, fear. That's do you it. think I'm if wrong. you start the box or stay away, like, you know, just purposely mm -hmm. try to stay out that first round? If you... Uh, on the back foot is that showing fear in your mind like what does show no um, fear mean showing fear means like if you like you you like if you watch a, a mike tyson fight them guys man them guys be shaking look like they got look like they don't throw punches man it look like they can they can they can they gotta they gotta run to the bathroom and 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 and, and you know what i'm saying and just and just cry i'm about to, as soon as i'm done this and um you know and and you get the same, and you know he puts the same fear in his the the, the dudes he was fight, he's fighting man like that's like I said like you can see the fear in Nell Bello eyes when he was walking to the ring or when he that's was I want to standing ask you. in the ring you know like even um the last guy he fought the uh the guy from Spain you know like a lot of these fighters be scared he fought a good a guy named Gregory Clark that I know good for, uh from here and 
Greg just took the fight just because he didn't want to really fight fight Belanga. He was he was he was terrified, but he was getting paid the most money that he had ever made locally. And he was like, hey, I'm hey, hey, I'm taking soon as Belanga hit him, he failed, you know. So uh Demond, uh those are all our questions. Can you please um give Hold on, I got a, I got two questions. Oh, I got actually, two quick questions. Actually, that's right, we got the Francis hour. I forgot about these. Go for it. <laughs> I always forget about these, but they but they always turn into uh, you know, the most entertaining part. <laughs> But yeah, I just got some quick questions I got to ask, you know what I'm saying? These are the world famous questions that are going to transcend boxing. But the first one I want to ask you is um, when you're listening, when you are training, or do you listen to music? And does that music change pre-fight? Um, nah, I, I mean, like for, for, um, for like each fight, I make like a playlist of music that I know is going to push me and it's going to motivate me. So what and I just keep like give us some names if you don't mind. Um, shoot, like for this fight, man, I, I, play, I got some 50 Cent, I got 50 Cent, um, I got, uh, shoot, I came, Future, Future, man, he, he motivates the hell out of me, Lil Wayne, um, even got some T.I., got some, um, Biggie, Tupac, and, um, some Gunner, Young Thug, um. That's what you bumping right now. Yeah, NBA Young Boy. It's just a whole big playlist, man, with like two, three hundred songs, man. So is it more up tempo songs to get you like? Um, it's it's kind of a mix. Before? It's kind of a mix, like you know, because in the gym, man, in the gym, man, like you know, when I'm hitting the bag, I might. It's just a mixture, man. A mixture of everything that 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 when I'm running, when I've been running through the years and training through the years, music that I know. Damn, it's I right, bet it's time time to pick it up. Well, it's time to paint, you know. And then I got this. Um, I got y'all. Y'all heard of Eric Thomas, right? Yeah. All right. I got this. Um, he got he got like he got like albums on Apple Music, and it's it's this one one that it said um you know as as bad as you want to breathe. When I run, I listen to that same thing over and over and over and over and over again, man. Like literally, I can run for two three hours. I'm gonna listen to that. Like I I can't run without it now. You know, mm. and it's just it just reminds me like look, man, like you. You have to really want this. You know, you can't just say you want it. You have to live it. You have to eat it. You have to breathe it. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of eating, segueing to my next one. What is your pre-fight meal? And what is your post-fight guilty pleasure? Like, I, I got to, I got to have it when I get out the ring. Like, I couldn't have it during camp, but I got to have it. Man, some cookies, man. Some cookies. Oreo, chocolate chip, and some cake. <laughs> A, a big ass chocolate cake, man. <laughs> my pre-fight meal, man, is uh, pasta. Uh, whether it's chicken Alfredo or shrimp Alfredo, pasta, man, I love it. I gotta have it. And my final one is: uh, if you were a superhero, what would be your superhero powers? <laughs> man, if I could be a superhero, my super. I, I would, I, would, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I number one definitely fly, flying. You only get strength. one. You only get one. Oh, fly! I fly. want, I want to fly. Yeah. Ah, cool. That's fly. it. That's good. Thank you very much. <laughs> All love. We be, you know, what I'm saying. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys, man. For nah, real, man. man. Thank um, you, man, for taking out the time to come on. That was love, show. man. I know that this is a big fight. Very important. This mm -hmm. is. I know you might not think it. Because they overlooking you and you think he ain't ready, but this is a big fight for you, man. You win. Man, this is a no, 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 no. See, listen, it's it's two things. 
far as popularity in the world and social media, this is a huge fight. Mm -hmm. This this fight is everything. Like this fight is going to put me on another level. But boxing wise, like far as like skills and stuff like that, you know, it's just another day, another day in the office, you know. But but for my life and how people see me, this is huge. Oh, this is huge. Definitely, man. But um, but yeah, man, it's it's big. Well, Demond, if you can, please give out that social media. And once again, thank you, man. Oh yeah, nah, thank you. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Demond Nicholson, and you can follow me on Instagram, Demond underscore Nicholson, and Twitter, Demond Nicholson. And like I said, man, for all the people who reached out to or asked questions, man, I, pre- I appreciate you all, man. Francis, you're a great guy. <laughs> uh, you're hope like, now. Nah, I'm just... <laughs> 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 nah, y'all are some great guys, man. I appreciate it, man. For real. No oh, doubt. It's going to be fun my April 24th, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And regardless of what happens, you know, um, I know Edgar Belenga is really coming, prepared. Um, it's going to be a great night, man. It's going to be a great night, man. Great hey, night. Shout out to him, too. Shout out to Edgar, man. Can you do me a favor? What's that? One, can you come back for the victory lap, whether you win or lose? Oh, uh, yeah, and of course, two, man. And two, we got to have pops on, man. We got to have pops on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm going to have pops on for sure, man. My pops, uh, hey, man, my pops get a lot of love, man. So I got to have him on. I love it. All right, Dad. All right. All right, brothers. Y'all have a blessed one, man. You too, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yo, I think um, that's going to be, that's it right there, man. Get the yep. clippy, get the clippy right ready, man. We need that clip that 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 Ennis punches that hard, man. Hard, bro. I mean, <laughs> yo, yo, it's crazy. As he said that, I'm getting messages like, I ain't even gonna say that. I ain't even Don't gonna even say, say that. It. I ain't even gonna say that. I ain't even gonna say that. Bro. But yo, don't forget, man. You are listening to the Boxing Voice. Do yourself a favor. If you can, go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. It does help with the growth and the visibility of the show nah, in case playing. you haven't. And if you haven't, it's your first time, hit the join button and subscribe button and be a part of the family. We appreciate you so very much. This is your daily Border Wars update. Border Wars 11, Watertown, Wisconsin, June 12th. Get in the ring and swing. Don't miss it. Four to 500 people are going to be able to watch, you know what I'm saying, and witness all these great fighters put on, you know what I'm saying, a performance for the first time, the second time, or the third time, fourth or fifth time. Shout out to Eric Cruz. Also, you got indoor and outdoor, you know what I'm saying, uh, ability to enjoy the fights. We got big TVs. It's going to be at the bar. Shout out to Adrian Rowan and George from the bar out there in Wisconsin. The fights are, are, are getting filled up. The cards are getting filled up. We're making fights. We still need fighters. Sign up, pay your fees, and get yourself a fight. You don't want to miss this one. And we can never forget about BPE Network. It's going to be live streaming the event. Um, go ahead and check them out. We actually did a show in Florida uh, on March, excuse me, on March the 13th. And uh, go on to BPE Network, download it, type in Border Wars, and you're going to be able to see all that clips, all that footage right there. Also, don't forget to protect yourself at all time. Shout out to Agent Clark. Shout out to Bravos, who's going to be, you know what I'm saying, supplying our fighters with a waist protector, ground protector, whatever you call it. Appreciate you and everybody else. Yo, let's get going, man. Basketball uh, tournament's going to be on the way soon. We're going to get it all locked up three on three. Also, we got our live show tour that's going to come to a city near you. So keep your mind 
locked and ready. <laughs> your get, mind. Get, yeah, yeah, to get your tickets because it's gonna be it's gonna be mind blowing when you pull in the building. You dig? Word. Yo, man, bruv. <laughs> Coach Myers, man, sorry we missed your question. Nah, I, you gotta check with the balls. You probably didn't see it. Nah, Maybe he didn't put do. that. He put that late, man. Look, right now oh. it still say James Valdez ruined Big Casual from two days ago. So if I refresh, I bet you now to pop up. He late with that. There he goes, and it says five minutes ago. <laughs> We've been talking for five minutes since he got <laughs> off the phone, man. You tripping? <laughs> Yo, uh, <laughs> let me see if uh, Xavier is available. We were supposed to have him at freaking 10, but, we, you know, we went over. Coach Zav. Liam, Liam was supposed to be available at 9.15, and he was still working. Yeah, let's still cook, man. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Hope you enjoyed all the nuggets, man. He, oh, you know speaking of interview, two... 30 today we will be live at 215 230 we're gonna have the one heavyweight i mean what the hell uh the true yeah, the true <laughs> welterweight king keith one time thurman on the program at 230 so you already know man is this x did he jump on oh that no that's mario nah, let me bring in mario. where can i find yeah I, my bad call you i've been Internet gone me off. the whole video you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I dropped off. Y'all didn't see I dropped off? Nah, nah your box I, has I, always I, been here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have any internet at all. Oh, man. Like Coach, the last five minutes. Boonies. Boondocks. Yeah. Coach of the year. Or Coach of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that my man to death? Is that my man to death? Bring him what? back. Bring him back. What's going on, people? What's happening? How Thanks. are you? What's up, brother? How are you, man? Uh, exhaustedness. Really? What, exhausted, from traveling? Man. I'm exhausted, man. I can tell, man. Well, of course. From what? Traveling? Uh, listen, just being out in Portugal for a whole year, you know, uh, just dealing with the two Bavetkin fights, you know. Uh, then oh, man, I didn't even think of it like that. Gibraltar, You're right. Then traveling to Gibraltar. I only got back Sunday evening. Uh, you know, I haven't been, haven't seen my family for a long time and, you know, and I've got another fighter going out in two, three weeks' time, uh, headlining a matchroom card in Spain. K. Prosper, Prosper beats Sandor Martin. So it's just straight back to work, man. It's exhausted. But you know what? This is what I signed up for, so we're here. Yo, I love it, man. Hold on, Nets. I love it, man. I got to big up my guy. Listen, that exhaustion, I know how it is when you, you know, I haven't been out as long, but when you go away and you got to deal with, you know, um, finishing a task, finishing a mission, getting the mission complete, the debriefing can be the most exhausting, you know what I mean? Especially when you, your emotions is at its highest, having seen the family and getting the win. And so congrats to you and the entire family. But um, like you said, this is what you signed up for, man. So I love it. Go ahead, man. Yeah, respect, no, respect, Francis, man. Good, good, good to see you, man. I was just, my, my question. And Mungia, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, Xavier. Congratulations, man. Really, um, oh man, I can't say anything more about it it was such a beautiful performance and 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 the fact that he did a lot of the defensive parts right like like mm -hmm. he made the adjustments it shows that you know because it would be one thing for y'all for you to have spent a year in portugal right mm -hmm. come back and get the win and that's great because that's the goal 
But it's another thing to spend all that time and see it pay off, right? I mean, is, isn't that so much more worth it to know that the time you invested there, you know, it showed in the ring? What is that, you know, what's that like? Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's, uh, you know, you, you guys are knowledgeable, so you you know how this works. <laughs> you know, it, it's to, to improve a fighter and to build a fighter takes a long time. You know, it's not something that just happens overnight. You know, yeah. for you to implement your ideas on a boxer, I mean, I've built so much boxes from scratch, obviously, through the amateur system and then for them to turn pro. That, um, you know, when you take on another boxer, you know, you've got to work with what they got, but also improve them. Um, these, these things take time. It's not about someone, you know, working on, working with somebody for a couple of months and then, you know, you make a huge difference. Boxing don't work like that. Um, it's, just like, it's like a fallacy. So, um, yeah, all the hard work, listen, all the sacrifice we made, we missed, listen, I missed Christmas with my family, missed New Year. Mm. You know, all these important, like, all the, you know, birthdays, I finished my son's birthday. All that is just like, you know, you put all that time in and uh, for him to go and perform like that and for Youssef to look as good as he did, I'm, I'm very happy because I've been, you know, I've been training Youssef like since he was about 15, 16 years old. He's 24 yeah. now. About nine years we've been together. So um, I did say years ago, people will see, you know, what I've been doing for years. They'll all start to come through now, you know, slowly but surely. But yeah, I'm just, just happy, man. Just happy. In the, but exhaust, I'm actually too tired to be happy. To be happy, man. <laughs> you know, just too tired. That's interesting, man. Uh, I, I, you know, because the first thing I was gonna ask is like, why no vacation? Like, I thought you were gonna take a vacation. To hear you saying you're right back in the saddle, like, whoa, this is the one of the biggest wins and and one of the longest, I, I would say, camps, right? So, uh, a, a vacation definitely would make sense. Yeah, I mean, with with, with me, I'm I'm one of these kind of people who's very uh loyal to my circle um you know the likes of Youssef and uh, k properly fighting in a couple of a couple of um few weeks time you know they've given me everything you know they you know they, they've been uh they've been loyal you know and then obviously even when i had to go out to portugal a lot of these guys have had to train on their own you know they've had to train with the other head coach here at the gym or i've had to train them you know over the phone like you know we had to set up whatsapp videos so i could watch the training sessions and just speak to them and just add bits and pieces here and there I mean, even Yusuf. Yusuf was out for about two camps in Portugal last year, but the yeah. very last, but the very last camp, um, they, they they closed the borders at Portugal, so he couldn't fly from London to Portugal. So the other head coach here had to oversee a lot of the training for Yusuf. So you know, I had to go over a lot of sparring with him, and I had to watch the sparring live, and then talk to him during the sparring. Listen, it's been a very unusual twelve months, very unusual. But you see, it's credit to these guys because I put so much work into them early. You know, they knew how to go about doing the right things. You know, they, I didn't have to just, I didn't have to be behind them to say, listen, you need to go for your run. You know, you need to do your bag work. You need to do your pad work. You know, they took that responsibility. They knew that I had a big job and they were just mature about it, you know. And um, that's why, I, that's why I, I won't turn my back on the guys I built. No matter how far I get, I treat my boxers with respect, you know, and, that's, and, that, and, and they, and they give, give it back to me. So just all around, I'm just very, very happy. You know, just, just, it, was, it was a good night. When you when you create, right, so sorry, sorry, quick, quickly, go no, ahead, go just, ahead. Just want to say, let's listen. Respect to all of you on the channel because, honestly, you know, when you lose a fight, you get so much backlash and negativity. And Ness, honestly, Ness called me after after I'd lost that fight. Ness was one of the first people to call me and say to me, "Listen, we need to get you on." You know, and and obviously, let's listen. There's a lot of channels that I won't deal with, you know, because of that. You know, you. They know I've been on the circuit for years, but obviously you're working with a name now. So obviously, you know, the expectations is high. 
you know, to take on that job wasn't easy because obviously Dillian was on a roll, you know. But I did explain to people that Povetkin's a real one. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough fight. And that's why I've got so much respect for Dillian because he keeps getting in with these guys, you know. And, and both of us, were, you know, we had to deal with a lot to get ready for the second fight. But Dillian is a very strong-minded person, very strong-minded. He just went straight after the loss. He called me. I was home for 11 days. He called me and said, listen, we need to get back. You need to get back out. We've got to go back to work. And we went straight to work and we just, even with the delays and so on and so forth, we just kept working. And, you know, eventually he got his rewards. And um just very happy for him. You know, he deserves it. He deserves it. He looked physically so much better. Uh, you think that's something that uh, you guys can keep around? Because he does tend to fluctuate between fights. You think he'll stay looking the way he looked uh, for this fight? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, Dillian's got a very, very good team around him. I mean, even the strength and conditioning team, uh, you know, Simon, Al, they did, they did a fantastic fantastic job with him. You know, um, and we're just going to maintain. I mean, to be honest with you, Dillian's been in good shape, like, for the whole year. I mean, obviously, because of all the delays, we didn't go away too long. We just went straight back into the gym. You know when to take it down. You know when to take it up. But we kept ticking yeah. over. You know, when the date changed, no one cried, no one complained. We said, OK, all right, we've got a bit more time to get ready. And we just got on with it. And, um... You know, boxing, it's mainly highs, but when the lows come, you've got to deal with them. And Dillian showed great character. And this is what, when you when you fight good guys, you know, sometimes these things can happen. When you keep getting in with good competition, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of these fights are even. You know, you've got to be a man about it and deal with it, you know? Do you think that it prepares a fighter more to be at the top of the top like a champion when they do experience that uh, adversity and are able to like come back from like a like a like a moment like this right for Dillian like without this without what transpired over the last year I'm not saying he couldn't be as good or or even better but but what does it do for a fighter like how how, much, how important is it to experience that adversity and to know that you can hit those lows together and 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 you know march back i, I think it's based on character you know okay. Dylan, you know he's he, after the joshua loss you know you can see the guys already, already showed you you know i took a loss but i rebuilt and got back in with good guys and you know he just he's just he's just a very very strong minded person a very hard headed you know he knows exactly what he wants to do you know, he wants to get that world title shot and he just continues to work, you know. And every time he gets in with these guys, he just gets a little bit more experience, more experience, more experience. By the time his time comes, he'll be a handful. Um, you know, he's a, and he's very versatile, Dillian. You know, a lot of people like to talk about the things he's not good at. You look at the things he is good at, you know, he works up and down really well. Beautiful jab. He's got, he's got a bomb in that left. He's, you know, that left hook is serious his right hand we know we spent a long time developing that right hand that's one of the main things we have been working on and he, we shortened it and it's you know it's his right hand to me is you know almost as good as his left hook you know his, as nestor said just now his jab was good jab. on the night but he's always had a good jab it's just about being he has coach hold on hold on hey coach more. i gotta give you your props though your 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 in between round instructions to dillian white was on point your time you're telling him shorten it up just shorten it up and boom Went off like a like a like a bomb. Go ahead, Ness. Sorry, I just had to drop that in. So that's no, great seeing just, that and, and relaying it to him. I was just Let gonna say that I wish I wish you guys you know 
make him use the jab more. He could literally win the fight like Joe Joyce won uh, versus Dubois with the jab for like the first. He's so long and accurate with so his long. jab. <laughs> it's crazy, man, the way his jab lands on people. He needs to just use mm. that a little, little bit more. But um, we got some questions I got from the question. people. Hold on. I got, I got a question. Yeah, I got, I got one more too. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> You slow down, Ness. Why you? Why you always rushing, man? Because then I don't want his time to go out, and we didn't get to the people. Yeah, listen, we talking to a superstar right now, man. It I, is what it is. He got media obligations, and that's why he's got to answer the people's questions, not ours. Okay. A lot of questions. I, I'm part of the people too. What am I, Nadian? <laughs> but yo, oh Jad, what's going on? I just wanted to ask you, um, just dispel this notion from 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 most of the boxing community that says that Dillian White beat a fighter who was part of my French, fucked up because of COVID. <laughs> it's well, laughable. Yeah. Listen, this, this, the, the, the delays... Corey Elderman his... said that, right? I think I've seen an article on boxing scene mm. uh, that says that. Yeah, I mean, look, look how much time... Because because the fight got delayed, look how much time he's had to recover. I mean, it it, it doesn't matter whether it's COVID or this or that. Regardless of how good Dillian looked, there's going to be... There's going to be someone's going to say something at this level of the sport. You better just get used to it because you're not just going to get your props and your praise just like that. It just doesn't work like that in boxing, unfortunately. You know, all that matters at the moment is the results. In the first fight, Dillian was doing a number on Bavetkin. He was damaging him, and he made. And we, I don't say he he made a mistake. I say we made a mistake. We made one mistake and paid for it. But if you look at the fight again, he was doing a lot of the right things. It just mm -hmm. this time. He made the adjustments, and you so so then listen. It's always going to be there's always going to be some negativity, but you know what? It doesn't make a difference. Like at the end of the day, we've got our belt back, and we're back yeah. in the game. That's all that matters. We're back I in the it. conversation. Back in the driver's uh, seat. Look, really? What, what, one more one, <laughs> His one more last, question before like, we go out to the people. Uh, I just wanted to ask this because it, listen, it wasn't just what he did that impressed me it was what he didn't do like it were times where he could have gotten overly aggressive and he didn't it was his approach as much as it was the adjustments that he physically made was that part of uh going back in there and working on the approach that he was going to take into the Pavetkin fight or was it just let's do what we did the first time um and not and not get caught to be honest with you there was no point going into this into this fight doing what we did the first time because we didn't win. So yeah. the, the, the idea was, you know, to make a statement early. Make a statement early. Hurt this guy, you know, and just be smart and control the range. And that's exactly yeah. what Dillian did. Didn't you get nervous, though? When he came out like a bat out of hell, I'm like, fuck, what if he gets tired? <laughs> because no. he, he did recover You're towards the end of that, that round. Right? He, 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 you know, Dillian came out... But after the first two minutes, he mm. recovered. Then on the second round, he was on the jab. So it, it definitely seemed like he needed some recovery time. I was worried, like, fuck, he's going to gas out because he went so hard in the first round. And, but, but the one that gassed out, in my opinion, I think the one that couldn't take that was Pavek, and he never looked the same exactly. after that first round. Well, and he, and, you exactly. did, and he did hurt him early, too. Dillian caught him. And that, was, and that, was, that was the point. I mean, one of my favorite fighters of all time was Tommy Hearns. Tommy Hearns, in the first round, you would let you know, I'm here. Mm. He'd hit you hard with something to let you know I'm here for big. And, and if he couldn't get you out early, then he'd box. You know, um, but yeah, listen, listen, he, we, we spent a long time, you know, uh, creating a good, a good game plan. 
and we kind of made sure we had everything covered. You know, we had enough time to do it. Um, so, you know, when you put the time in and, uh, you know, you get the right kind of sparring, then obviously the results you get. So, um, yeah, just like I said, just really happy for uh, Dillian. So you're back in the saddle with your other fighters. When is Dillian expected back? Because we hear Eddie saying things like maybe a U.S. debut with Trevor Bryant. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing Oda Vavalin. And uh, what else the other? I think it's one other option, right? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Nobody? I'll I'm I'm just sitting I'm just uh, sitting nervous because obviously I'm happy to have a little bit of a break, but I know he's gonna call me and say to me, right, we've got a fight, you need to get back out here. Yeah, I think but he I'm said like, summer, right? I think uh, Eddie is saying summer, maybe in America. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I, I wanted to stay busy. I mean, that's the key for Dillian to me is just keep him in the gym and keep him busy. I mean, and he wants to fight, man. He just doesn't want to sit around. He's always that's that's why he took these these, these kind of risks, these these chances. Have you you seen footage of Trevor Bryant? And and, and do you think it would be difficult to uh, prepare a game plan for a guy that you might only find one fight of? I think there's now... uh, I've been sent two links now of Trevor Bryant versus Bermain Stavern, his last fight. Honestly, it doesn't matter if it's Trevor Bryant. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm just excited just just to keep going, you know, and just work our way towards that world title. I mean, I, I'd rather I'd rather keep him busy. I don't, the, the opponent doesn't matter to me because obviously that's not a decision that I make. I, I'll get the phone call when he's going to training camp. We're fighting this guy. Yeah, well, you I'm know, talking I'm just, more training because, like, if there's mm. only one fight, that doesn't affect you as a coach. You don't need tape. <laughs> you don't need to see how the guy reacts or anything because, again, I believe there's only one fight out there. I don't know. Uh, I've, got, I've got my sources. I'll always find footage. All that's right. not for All right. That's what I want to <laughs> hear. I want to well, make but, sure. Yeah, oh, 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 every time someone says they ain't no footage out of this person, I've always found it. I mean, it, even even the, uh, early in some of the guys' pro careers, there's always like a, a fighter that comes up and like, yeah, there ain't much footage on him, but my guys seem to find it, so I'm not not worried about it. I've got a good, very good team around me. All right, all right. Uh, guys, anyone, any other one before I go to the people? Nah, go, go to, ahead and go to the people. Big Casual says, what up, coach? Great win for Dillian and yourself. If Thank you. If they offered you... And Dillian, these heavyweight fights, which would you advise Dillian to take as his next fight? Charles Martin, Michael Hunter, or Luis Ortiz? I say Luis Ortiz. <laughs> uh, Ness, why, why are you always going about Luis Ortiz? What's wrong, what's wrong with you? I mean, at this point, he's about the. Well, don't you like him? You don't like him. I like him, but everybody well, he's thinks. He's so Why do you keep putting his name out there for? Because, <laughs> because this is the thing. <laughs> Like the Wilder fans, or or should I say extremists, they like to believe that only Wilder gave him an opportunity. So someone needs to just like end that phrase. Oh, it's only Wilder that gives Lewis or well, all right. So and you know, look, he's 42, 41 at this point. Somebody better knock him off before someone else does because he's still a name, right? So if if a guy like Dillian doesn't put that name on his resume, then a guy like Andy would, or 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 you know. Mike Coffee. <laughs> Give my boy Coffee the fight. But it, this, listen, it, with all due respect, he's had two shots, right? Mm-hmm. He did have two shots. Mm-hmm. He did. Okay, so, you know, we we, we need... We, we, you you honestly, be honest this, you would say Dillian White deserves a title shot. Yes or no? I mean, yeah, he deserves a title shot, but what is he going to do in the okay. interim? What's he going to do in the interim? Of course, yeah, we we'd have to find something out there. A it bigger could be, fight. It could be any of those names you're talking about, but you know, all, we all want to fight. Yeah, he'll be a world champion if he beats Trevor Bryan. Listen, it's, it's I think it's, he deserves a big opportunity. It right, doesn't matter exactly. to me. 
It, it's got to be a big fight. It has to be. Okay, but the top three are busy, right? So then you only got Andy, who's busy. And then after Andy is Dillian in terms of, like, popularity, pay-per-view, all that. Like, he can't match up with Andy because Andy's busy. Wilder is busy. Fury and AJ are busy. Luis Ortiz is the next biggest name. I mean, Valine isn't bigger than Ortiz yet. And I, don't, no. I can't think of any other name that brings... And Luis Ortiz has done, what, one U.S. pay-per-view successfully with Wilder? So it's not a bad opponent. And he's 42. Take him out. <laughs> Take him out. But now we got the next one is from Ruin of 504 New Orleans says, Now that the fight is over, can you go into detail on what was done differently in this camp to get ready for Pavekin? Um... I can't obviously go into detail, but I think as you saw on the night, it was about just making the right decisions at the right time and just controlling the range a little bit better. That's what I will say. And that's what he did. King Amin in Essex says, Peace coach, who was your favorite fighter as a kid and why? Hearns? Evander Holyfield. Oh, yeah. I love Evander. No one has ever come back to fight like Evander, right? Like a lot of people... You know, try to give us the shoulder roll like Floyd and, you know, but there's never been anybody as active as Evander at cruiserweight or heavyweight yet or or, or this drawn me. I mean, David Hay did draw me in, but then, you know, he let me yeah, down. The, the, only, me the, only down. Kid, the only kid out there that I think maybe early reminiscent signs of Holyfield maybe is Boatsy. Because uh, mm -hmm. I like the way Boatsy puts punches together, but I think he's made a very good move. But isn't he light with, uh, heavyweight? I think he's gone to Virgil, hasn't he? I think I think he's a light heavyweight. Yeah, he's with yeah. Virgil Hunter. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah, I think if if he really wants it, I think uh, he could do something in boxing. I, I, I like the look of him, but yeah, I, Holyfield is a one-off. He's a one-off. He's just, you know, he just he fought everybody, and you know, undisputed in two weights. He just for me, he's my he's my personal favorite. I see. I never, some... I, never I never screened. He's the best boxer of all time. He's just my personal favorite. No, I, I love him. But I seen some, uh, you know, like a post about Anthony Yard changing trainers or looking for a new trainer. Any any truth really? to that? No, no, no truth to that. None of you guys? Nah. I, I, <laughs> heard, nothing. Nah, bro. I heard nothing about that. <laughs> In oh. it, nah, bro. It's not going down. What? I don't. I don't see nothing about that. But okay. it can't. I was, but I, don't see. I was just gonna see. Maybe did you get the call? I could have sworn I seen <laughs> something. Maybe he's well, changing promoters. Keep, I don't know why people keep saying that. Like it, I, don't, I, know. I don't even. I don't even know Anthony really. I don't really know Yard. I mean, maybe they just consider you one of the new up and coming <laughs> UK uh, coaches that they feel can make the changes for Yard. Mm, I mean, the, the only link, yeah. the only link that I have with uh, with Yard is um, is I had a, I had Junior Saba at my gym for a while. I was preparing him for his pro debut, and obviously he was built. He spent years with Tunde, um, but obviously he was supposed to be on the Mayweather Maidana undercard, but he had the um, that failed uh, brain scan because there was a cyst on the brain. So, mm. um, oh. but he, but but he, what I did was he could he, he was told he would never better box again. So I, I I made him apply for his coaching badges at my gym. So he became a coach. Um, he's now training uh, Mick Hennessy's son. But on his way up, when they went to the Mayweather gym, whatever, when they had uh, Mahara Davis, uh, Anthony Yard, Junior Saba, he was part of that that trip. So that's the connection. But I don't personally like know Yard. I don't know him. Dillian, Dillian knows Yard very well. He knows him very well. Yeah, Yard might that, that, you know? that, that could be the thing. They could be linking you guys because of that. Maybe they think Dillian is going to do the introduction. But 
Uh, my, personally, if he wants to, if he wants to make a couple of changes, I would just say to him just to add on, just get a second coach. You know, you don't need to change up. I mean, he spent years with that guy. I mean, what's wrong with yeah. in that Sometimes man? Add on. I don't understand why second coaches are not good for like coaches don't like having like another eye, another scientist. Well, with they you feel, at- they feel, they feel. You know, I, I, if I'm a coach, I would feel some type of way if I spent all these years with you and now you bring someone else in. Yes, I gotta be open minded, but at the same time, it's gonna, it's gonna play in the back of my head. Like, damn, I'm not doing something, and that's why I know, you're, I, know, I, know else you're, in. I know what you're saying, but like in boxing, you know, boxing evolves all the time. You know, sometimes you need somebody's coming and freshening things up a little bit. Some mm. guys just leave. And then years later, they end up going back to their old coach anyway. Mm-hmm. What, why, why, not, why not try and, why not try Danny and bring Jacobs just went back with Andre Vizier, right? Hmm. Right, Danny Jacobs just went back, just yeah. linked back up with Andre. Well, yeah, I don't know, well, Manny Pacquiao, the there's plenty of... Uh, I don't know that the link there's a is lot official. Of, From the story I read, I don't know that the link is official. Okay. They definitely met and talked and, you know, but I don't know that they're okay. back together. But yeah, I that's, hope, that's, that's news to me. I hope they, 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 they actually, you know, get back together. But we got another one from Coach Midday who says... Yes, Midday. Revenge <laughs> was sweet, bro. Well done. You are a very modest and humble man. It's a very good trait as a person, but make that noise. You deserve it. My question <laughs> is, your mm. phone ringing more now? Are you getting approached by more fighters after they saw what you did with Dillian and Youssef? Performances of the night goes to Youssef, in my opinion. Yeah, I had I had so many messages on Instagram. I had to, I had to put a post up saying... Just thanks to everybody because I couldn't respond to all of them. Mm. You know, they, honestly, I mean, the the feedback was just unbelievable, man. But look, this is boxing; it's like a roller coaster ride. Sometimes you just got to deal with the lows, and and when the highs come, you know, you celebrate. But yeah, I mean, I've I've always had messages about fighters, but a lot of, a lot of the fighters that actually contact me, I know they're coaches, so I, I can't really respond to them like that. You know what I mean? Because disrespect. Mm. We a lot of a lot of the coaches you see now, a lot of them came up through the amateurs together, so. You know, it would have to be done in a respectful way for me to do that. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm happy in my own circle because, you know, I've got my own gym with my mm-hmm. own boxers. So if you want to come through, yeah, but as long as it's done in a respectful level, then yeah, we can talk. That makes sense. So so what other boxers besides Yusef and Dillian are, are coming up over there in terms of amateurs or, or potential pros rather? Yeah, I mean, the next one, obviously, is uh, Kay Prosper. He's fighting mm-hmm. Sandor Martin in Spain. That's in three, that's on the 23rd of april but I'm, I'm actually very proud of what i've done with k because k came to my gym two years ago and he he had come off a loss to a, a for a southern era belt and over in england a southern era belt is the first title you go for as a pro it's the lowest level he actually lost that chat he, he lost that fight so um his manager said he wanted his manager sent him to me because he'd seen some of the boxes that i had in the show and uh, so we linked up and um you know he won his english title um, he defended the title last year, and uh, it's just gone from strength. We had about four fights together now. It's just gone from strength to strength. So when he got the the, the, the call to challenge Sandor Martin, I was just I was out in Portugal, but I was so happy because Kay's never made a never made a penny from boxing. You know, he's always had to sell tickets or make the money up himself. This is the first time he's actually going to get paid for a fight. And I said to him, "You beat this guy. You beat this European champion. You're in a position to challenge for a world title." You know that's how big this fight is for you. So, and he's 36 years old. So again, mm. I want to I want to get the props for building guys and improving guys, not just because it's a name that everyone everyone knows out there. That's not why I got into boxing. I want to be respected for building fighters from scratch. 
or improving fighters if they come to me. That's what I want to be known for. Wait, you saying that this is the first time like he's gonna make money because he spent like so much on other like training and stuff? Or are you saying no, this is no, the no. first time he's getting paid for a it's fight? The first, it's the, all, all the fights he's had so far to this date have been on a small hall show where you had to sell tickets. Yeah, yeah. So, and sometimes if you don't sell enough tickets, you've got to put your money in your back pocket and make up the rest for the promoter. So he's gotcha. never made, he, he's never made money from boxing. This is the first wow. time he's been paid to fight. So um, that's why I'm over the moon. Like I said, there's the highest level. And then re realistically in boxing, there's guys down there that don't make no money. And, yeah. you know, I, I want to try and help both sides of the sports. When you when you work with amateurs, you know, amateurs box for free. Then yeah. they, you know, then they turn over and normally they go to a small promoter and they've got a, they've got a run around till 12 to 1 o'clock in the morning trying to sell tickets so they can pay the promoter the money so they can fight. You know, yeah. a lot of fans out there don't understand how hard it is at the lowest level. This was the main reason why I didn't shock Yusef to a big promoter because I want him to understand how hard boxing is. So yeah. when you're shocked, so when your time comes, you'll perform like what he did. He was so hungry and so confident and he wanted it so bad that he knew this was my moment. And he was, he told you what he was going to do. You know, I knew what he was going to do to Baker. You know, we, we know what we had in the gym. So I, again, I was really happy for Yusuf. He was outstanding. Outstanding. Shout out, shout out, K Prosper. We did a interview with him March first with our very own John T in the UK. You guys could check that mm -hmm. out. Drop the link in sure. the chat so you can click it and uh, you know get to know all about him. We got another question here for you, Coach from Calito in the UK. That says, "What's good, Coach? Big congratulations to you and Dillian and the team." Thank you. If it was your choice, would Dillian's next opponent be Wilder or Trevor Bryan? Enjoy the victory, coach. Was very proud seeing you on the main stage on Sky. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Um, I like both fights, but you know, Wilder's a big name, man. It's the biggest name, in it, out of the two. So I don't mind either fight. It's whatever makes the most sense for Dillian. And... You know, he, Dillian always just calls me and says, "Right, this is what's happening," and we just we just go. So I just wait. I wait for his call. I might think remember, little... remember, remember, Dillian manages his own. He's his own manager. He manages his own career. I'm about, yeah. to, I'm about to get a little messy, and it's not like to put you in a in an awkward predicament. But you know, just I guess maybe still is an awkward predicament. But I want to know your thoughts, right? Like uh, Demetrius Andre was interviewed by Brian Custard. And I saw that. Oh, perfect. So he's, you know, listen, he he's funny. <laughs> he's funny. He is funny. Listen. <laughs> I love him now. <laughs> I said the same thing yesterday. No, and he's and he's, he's so I remember when he I think he boxed Brian Rose. Yes. On UK yep. and, and he was he was just punch perfect. It's and he's one of the best guys around. Definitely. Yeah. So in that interview, he's facing another Dominic Ingle guy. And obviously, Brian Custer said, Hey, you're quoted in the media calling Dominic Ingle the drug king. And he asked them to elaborate. So Andre's uh, excuse, not excuse, answer uh, or definition of the drug king or reason why he calls him the drug king is because uh, Kelbrook tested positive and was trained by Engel and, and Galahad was trained by Engel and tested positive and so was Billy Joe Saunders. Um, what is your thoughts on that portion of the interview? Do you believe is that a, is that a known stigma of uh, Ingle? What what Andre is trying to put out there? And again, I don't. If it puts you in an awkward position, cool. I'm just saying you're another UK coach. I don't know. Is you know just accent. In the UK, no, he doesn't have that tag attached okay. to him. Okay. No, 
Um, but enough. listen, if that if that's the conclusion that he put together, then that's up to him. You know, um, when 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 a fighter's got a fight coming, they'll say what they need to say. You know, if that's how he feels, yeah. then fine. All, 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 my response to this is just. Obviously, make sure your guy, you get you get the drug tested. Which is something I forgot to mention. Like, we highlighted the, the two interviews because he did one with Mannix and one with uh, Brian Custer. And I forgot to mention yesterday that, you know, this dude is paying his opponents Vada now after Billy Joe tested positive for the nasal spray. He literally said on the interview that he's paying. He said, I pay for my Vada and if they can't afford it, I pay for theirs too. That's crazy. That's the first fight. Wow. Yeah, that's the first fighter. Usually the fighters argue for the promoters to pay and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, shout then, out then, to... then, then he obviously feels that strongly about it. And, you mm-hmm. know, then obviously he's done what's best for him. But it still brings me to the fact that he said Liam Williams has been on a knockout tear because he's with Ingle and he insinuated it could be extracurricular activities involved. Do you think Williams has legit power? Oh, he has power, yeah. I mean, he has power, but listen, there's power and there's power. The, the, the guys at the elite level, it's, it's different to them. I mean, I, I remember watching a fight. I think it was a Tevin Farmer v. Tennyson. Mm-hmm. I think Tennyson, one of the UK yes, guys here. Yes, yes, yes. He's a, he's a puncher, but he wasn't a puncher at world-class level to me. You know, Tevin Farmer seemed to handle the shots like quite easily, but I've seen him knock out loads of guys. So to me, again, it's about levels. These more elite guys, they just seem to be able to take a punch a lot better. So, like I said, there's punches and there's punches. So you don't expect Williams to upset Andre? I think it will take somebody, someone special to beat Andre. Uh, I, my, my fear for Andre Andrade, Andrade is that he's been... I, I think that he should have been a household name a good three, four years ago. You know, he's, he, he, he needed a big fight a long time ago. I mean, a lot of times you can kind of free someone up for so long until, you know, their moments passed or they passed their peak. You're just hoping that doesn't happen with him because he, he is that good. Um, but, you know, boxing, about your, your time, it, it, things will never happen unless they're supposed to happen. You know, hopefully one day he will get that marquee fight or that big fight. Again, uh, you know, these may be uncomfortable, but it's just to gauge, is Yerdom on a higher level than Williams? Is that the one that just boxed... Uh, Canelo. I think Williams is better. Okay. Yeah, so do I. Okay, so, so... 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 Andre will impress you how... How should he defeat Williams? I mean, as a coach, are you good enough where a win is a win? Or do you want your fighters to look a specific way? To me, the W is always the most important thing. Uh, win is a win. Um, I'm just interested to see how good Williams actually is. Mm-hmm. No, I rate I rate Andrade obviously. You know, I think he's one of the best out there. Let's just see how good Williams is. You know, we, this the step the step up is so is so is so big from like domestic, mm-hmm. you know, to European then to and the gap from European to world is major. We have to wait and see. You know, you know what he can do. We'll see. So you don't think that pressure... I thought maybe his pressure, right? Like, he throws a lot of punches. He's on top of his... I didn't think he was going to do that to Alantes Fox. I did not. Especially mm. after watching him in two tight fights with a 154-pounder in uh, Liam, Liam Smith. Smith, right? You mm. know, I didn't expect that. Not to say Alantes is a world beater. I'm just... He's a tall guy. I, he, I hear you. I, I think he you. also boxed Andre, maybe. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I was. But Andre Andrade might like he might like that though. Guys that throw a lot of punches at slick guys like that, they just they they just they find holes and pick spots. Mm. So he might like the more that, that more aggressive style. If you're gonna throw a lot of punches, that's fine. But if you're not landing, it doesn't matter, does it? So. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see that fight, honestly. I'm, I'm looking forward to that fight. I'm Me hogging too. you. I'm hogging you here. These guys, uh, I don't know if they're busy. So, we're talking Andy Ruiz. Did you see his little clip he dropped doing the head movement under the water bag? <laughs> Andy, Andy, Andy. Okay. <laughs> no, listen, listen. The guy, you know, he puts punches together really well. No, no, you no, know, no. And, um, but did you see the new footage he's dropped? The new one. Yeah, like where he's slipping shot. I mean, he's, he's doing, under the water bag. He's ducking. Yeah, he's ducking the water bag. Showing footwork. Nah. Yeah, but hasn't, he, hasn't he, he's always been a good operator, though. I mean. I, I mean, like the way you put that. He's lost a lot of stomach. You know, his quote yeah. is. He's yeah. looking lean. His, his legs quote, looking his very quotes, muscular. You can tell uh, that he's been working really hard. His yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I, was, I was out in Saudi, obviously, because Dillian, Dillian um, had that comeback fight. Yeah, we'll sure. He had that comeback fight, yeah, with uh, Maris Wack. So I, I watched the fight live with Joshua, the second fight, and I was just, it was a very, very disappointing performance. He just yes. didn't look motivated anymore. So if he's, if he's motivated now, then listen, the guy, the guy can fight. So you, you know? wait, so you don't even follow Andy? No. What? No. No. Why? Because he beat AJ no. or because Dillian wants to fight him? Listen, I'm only I'm only just getting like used to this whole flipping social media thing. So a lot of, a lot of it is looked after by somebody else. Oh. You know, so but I'm but I'm I'm getting good at it now though. I'm getting better. So yeah, I follow a lot of guys, but just, just one guy that's don't follow. But maybe I'll maybe I'll start now. If if if, if he looks good at that, that good in clips, then let's have a look then. No, but you, got... you recognize you recognize the power in a promotion with him, right? Like the exposure to the Mexican audience and the American audience. Like, like I don't know if that's a tougher fight than Wilder. I don't think it is. I love that fight. I love that. What fight? I love that fight. What fight? The Ruiz and Ruiz, Ruiz and White, White. Right? Hell yeah! Like, yeah, I love that. Of course. Of course. I, I don't know, Coach. That's of course. A, that's a difficult fight, man. You tripping? But at this, at this level, at this level, they're all tripping. Listen, listen, Dillian White, Dillian White leans. He leans in a lot, and, and and Andy's the smaller man on the inside. He's got this new Canelo waist. Yo, watch the clip first, Coach. Watch the clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, gonna gonna Yo, there's three they're episodes. Gonna they're gonna. All, they're these, gonna... all these fights, honestly, all, they're all at this level. They're all tough fights, but that's yeah. that's a fight I'd love. I'd love that fight. He's got three. Fight. He's got three full episodes on YouTube too. Like he's got his own, you know, cameraman behind him. This guy's not. Nah, Dilly will, will deal with that, man. Don't worry about that. They're gonna make the unfair Dilly will deal with, that. Uh, uh, with Joshua, so right? They're gonna do the he beat him, so he'll beat him type of thing, right? I with would them. Love that and, fight. and I don't think that that is a narrative that's gonna play out at all. Uh, just, and we yeah, were saying they, that they, earlier they can, too. They can they can do that. He beat whom? Remember, yeah, he yeah. beat Parker. Ruiz lost against Parker. Yeah, so if they want to play that go. game, if you want to play that game, that's fine. But I'm just beautifully said. Dillian, to, to me, Dillian beats him all day long. All day long. And, and twice on a Sunday. Tell him again. Yo, he beat the man that beat Dillian. Well, ah, get out of here. Tell him yeah. again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, if Ruiz makes it out of that fight 
if he tastes Dillian's power, I I, I don't know. I mean, he's as tough as he is. But listen, Dillian's got that power. I'm telling you. It's funny that Mario is chummying up to you because you want to. He's Mexican. Like, his grandmother's going to disown him. Listen, I've always been a You're disowned in your house. When they hear this episode, you can't come back. Yo, no. He's. No, listen to me. Andy's disowned after that rematch. Uh. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, oh, I like man. that fight a lot. I, do. I like it. It's, it's a like fan it a lot. fight as well. It's a it fan is. fight that All right, we got one more. Coach Myers in Connecticut says Michael Hunter was on the show. Oh, <laughs> Michael Hunter was on the show a couple of days ago and says he beats White, and White's power is not real. What's your thoughts on the matchup with Michael Hunter? Uh, I've got to take a deep breath for this one because. His trainer, I got a lot of respect for him. You know, Hasim. I, I met Hasim. Uh, oh, I think in the for the first fight at the fight camp. That's the first time I met him. You know, um, and obviously the, the the period that I watched boxing. You know, he was fighting tour and guys like that, and he beat Lennox. So I got a lot of respect for him. But Hunter, come on, man! You're gonna you're gonna question the power of Dillian White. You you can say a lot. You could have said anything. You said that. Yeah. I, 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 I I I worry about you then. Yeah. I worry. I said the same thing. I said, man, he put him down. He knocked him out. Like, you ain't put him down. You know what I'm saying? If anything, Pavek can put you down. The ropes held you up. Well, I'm, yo, I'm, I love I'm, how I'm real X was. I, didn't yo. Have to say it. I was about to say, well, you know, you should question your own power because you hit Pavek in loads of times. But I love the way you just said that, too. Like, the authenticness of saying, like, you could say whatever you want. And there are things that you could say that maybe might make people listen, but you went the power route that's knowing right. that you sound like a troll now. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I took what you just said. Um, and, and, you know, I think that. Right. Or, or you're just doing a lot of Xavier, uh, like, <laughs> you know, loving the day over here. No, you know? no, no. He, you just, listen, you I didn't just say denounced. He said it. The, you know, <laughs> I you say, brother, let's get you, brother. Brother, brother. brother and this, I, this is a troll maker, though. Hey, 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 X. I just don't think he knows what he did. Like, he literally said that the first ever Mexican-American heavyweight will lose to a UK dude that, that, that hasn't been a champ just yet. And he's Mexican. His own parents are not letting him back home. It's over. No, no, no. no Look, more no more Christmas at mom's for you, bro. You're going to be wondering why. I'm saying that why. if Dillian wins that fight, by knockout is, is, is I think, how he could win that fight. I mean, Mario just proven that all Mexicans don't just root for Mexicans, obviously, right? Listen, I'll be real. He's just being real. He's being real now. He's being real, you know? When you go down the list, Wilder, I think it's, uh, well, depending on what Wilder we see, it's like it's like a 50-50 fight, right? And then you go the Joshua route, I think he has to prove that he's better, which I think he is a better version than he was, obviously. I mean, that's clear as day. Then you go the Andy Ruiz route, and I, I think Dillian is the favorite in that fight, you know, so you can go all these other routes and I'll, and I'll keep it honest. Like, I don't know how much of a favorite wait, he really is against wait, Wilder. Wait, I think wait. it's an even fight. But with Andy, I think he goes in there as a favorite. Um, We got two more from the UK. We got Steve in the UK says, if you could speak with one coach or trainer from any time or actually he didn't say or it's just coach trainer from any time frame, past or present, who would you want to speak with and why? Congrats on the W and best Thank of luck you. with you and the rest of your stable. Steve in the UK. Thank you, Steve. Um, that's quite, that's an easy one for me. It would, it would be Eddie Fudge. Mm. Eddie mm. Fudge. Um, the, the work, listen, 
it's it's the amount of times that he came up against the league guys and he just masterminded, uh, you know, a great game plan to beat them. You know, he beat the likes of Manny. I mean, obviously with the with the phrase the whole Fraser and Ali, uh, Montel Griffin against Roy Jones. Um, yeah, he had, he, yeah, he had. Listen, the guy, the guy just he's just unbelievable, man. It's just and the, and Bo Bo's one of my favorite heavyweights of all time. But and Bo's so versatile, so skillful. He can fight inside. He can fight outside. You know, again, another student, Eddie Futch. I mean, Eddie to me is just the greatest trainer of all time. I, you know, following that, I I really do like uh, Manny Stewart. But Eddie Futch to me was the one. I, I would have loved to to meet him. And uh, the last one is from Ryan O'Rourke, who says, "What up, Coach from Liverpool? Is there certain type of style fighters you like?" to, I guess he meant to put work with, or you happy to train anybody and think you can improve them? I think I can improve any fighter. But I do have a preference. I do have a style because, um, you know, I, I I grew up loving watching James Tony. Mm. You know, they're, they're the kind of guys that I liked. Um, you know, I liked Ivan Robertson as well. I, li- I liked a lot of guys. I liked Mosley. I liked a lot of guys back then. You know, but um, my preference is uh, that's the style that I've taught Yusef. He's he's one of the only, one of only two fighters that I've ever taught to box like how I used to box. But I wouldn't do that with any boxer because I always look at their strengths and how I can try and help and develop them. So um, yeah, but I think I can improve any boxer regardless of what style. Well, those are all the people's questions. You guys got any any others? I let the man go lay down, man. Go lay down, chill out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ola Bruski. I'm tired, you know what I'm saying? Tired. I red stripe and just chill out. Word. I'm tired, man. Uh, man, well, thanks, man. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate your time as always, and best of luck. Thank, thank you all for all of you guys for your always bringing like positive energy over here, man. You know, regardless of how things are going, you guys, Ness always hits me up, man. So respect to you, man. Have a good day, guys. See you soon. All right. we'll see you, X. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The trainer of Dillian White, uh, K. Prosper, and Yusef Kamora. Yo, why you ain't big on him? Like, why you ain't tall? Like, ain't those your lower weights? Yusef? Yo, Ness, uh, I mean, I. Uh, what, what, what do you mean, though? Like, what, what do you mean? I don't be hearing you chatty patty about him. Uh, Yusef is, what is he? He's a, isn't he a super, isn't he a junior lightweight? Uh, I thought he was lower than Am that. Am I wrong? I thought he was lower than that. Yo, real quick. I Mon- thought he was. Mongia versus Selecki, yo. Why don't they just say we building him? Why don't they just say that? Like, why don't they just say, yo, we changed trainers and we need to, you know, pull him back a bit. And that's that. Like, yo, they tripping, man. Selecki? Yeah, that's. Uh... And I promise you that's going to be a tough fight. He be getting touched up, man. Bro, that last fight was tough. So, you know, yeah, I mean, Selecki has never been stopped, right? Well, and, and all the top fighters, Danny Jacobs, Gabriel Rosado, and uh, my man, um, damn, Andre, you get them all tough fights. All tough and, fights. And man. that's what I said. It's going to be a tough fight. But, like, right. you, you know, you wanted something bigger than that for, for, for Jaime at this point. Like, You're going to find out if his power is real former, at that division, man. You're a former, listen, real? listen, listen. This is what I'm saying. Like, we dis, we let people call in and diss the Charlos or Andre, right? Like, Charlos and Andre moved up from 54 and immediately became champions at 60. They didn't go on this, like, 
you know. Well, isn't, actually, actually, Charlo did fight a few people before he was Gia in. Isn't Gia champion WBO? At 160? Uh, nah, I don't no. think so. Don't, nah, I, nah. Hell, oh, no. I thought he got when he got. Okay, go ahead. So my apologies. He he won like some like regional belt. That's, it was like okay. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was. I think you're right. It was like a WBO regional belt or something like that. But that was a tough fight, though. I mean, if I remember correctly, us three did the fight chat for the Terriano Johnson, and uh, yeah. that split, was a tough. Tough, yes. Savage uppercut, yeah. he split his Yo, lip. Oh, that was the nastiest lip I've ever seen in a boxing match. Like, ever. That was disgusting. It, but but he was looking good in that fight. You know, uh, Mungia was having all sorts of trouble with uh, Terriano. Um, and Selecki's a different fighter. You know, it's a different style, but I, I think that, you know, Francis nailed it uh, and Ness said it too. Like, you think about it, it's like the Gabe Rosado that Selecki beat. Like, does that, does Munguia beat that Gabe Rosado? Munguia, Andre told us Munguia was his mandatory, and he the one said no. That's why Liam is here. Munguia knows, I know. he, they know they're not ready, man. But that's all right, we're going to open up these phone lines. Get to the. I mean, actually, there's no phone lines. Skype went down. I never got it back up. And uh, blog talk. Nobody. Nest GTO, Instagram, I'll and talk, Twitter. Yeah. Join us at 2:15. We go live for an interview with Keith One Time Thurman. One at time. 2:30. We gonna be live with Keith Thurman, and then after that, we going right back at you at 7 p.m. Eastern for flagship previews and predictions, where we preview all this weekend's fights. Make our predictions, take your predictions, and create a nice list for those that need to eat crow. Yeah, I don't want to hear no bullshit about who you pick if you ain't picking on Thursday Yo, night. At more Mookie on Twitter, at more Mookie on Instagram. Why when I heard X say he'd rather take, you know, uh, fighters, <laughs> I was like, I thought of Mario. Like, damn, Mario, you need to go out there. <laughs> Yo, shout out to uh, everybody out there, man. Catch me on next of Sports okay Talk. Working, man. Uh, I Showcase working, man. Go ahead. Uh, also, you can <laughs> catch me at The Way in Boxing on IG or The Way in on YouTube. Yo, shout out to everybody out there, man. We got a lot of things on the move. Border Wars, June 12th, Watertown, Wisconsin. Don't miss it out. We got a 3 or 3 tournament that's on the way. And we also got our live show world tour, man, that you're going to come to a city near you. So keep it locked. Mario, I heard Mario got some pop-up. Pop. I'm out, yo. Pop-up. Pop. Peace. Yo, just last quote from my man Andy who says, Eddie sees the potential that I have, and he told me that I needed to be disciplined if I was going to work with him. I don't ever think, no, I don't think I ever, ever been truly 100% dedicated until now. It's a blessing to be learning from Eddie every day. Huh? Y'all sleeping, man. You guys are sleeping, man. You guys are really sleeping. For real, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to. Uh, look at Alex Rivera, Rashidi coach. He, Yo, he stayed with a tongue on him. He's like, man, he had a great coach. All he needed was discipline. Anyway, we out. Peace. <laughs>